Welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I'm Curtis the Fourth. So today, this is going to be take two of us trying to get this mock draft done. Uh, but we are going to do a mock first round of the NFL draft. Um, it is April 28th. The draft is tomorrow. Um, so we just wanted to give uh, our kind of takes on the picks themselves. Not specifically. I mean, obviously, we're going to be making our picks here. But uh, we're, we're not going to be saying that these are the definitive choices uh, for, for that matter. It's really just about what direction are these teams going, having a little bit of a conversation on kind of what we should expect for these teams kind of moving forward into tomorrow's draft. Um, now, I have the evens here. You have the odds. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, the only real rule that we have is that we're not doing any uh, kind of draft day trades or anything like that. Uh, there have been a few trades that are uh, set in stone. So, yes, San Francisco does have the third pick. Uh, Miami's at six, uh, Philadelphia's at 12 and whatnot. Um, but with those picks and, and with those uh, trades that have happened already, we will go with those, but we will not be making any of our own speculatory trades or anything like that. Um, so with that being said, we can go ahead and dive right in and get that first pick out of the way. Well, at number one, we don't want to sit there and waste anybody's time. And um, so, and now we're doing take two. So I'm just going to just we're not going to waste anybody's time. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, hands down, um, quarterback from Clemson, will be going to Jacksonville, uh, barring something that doesn't happen to Mr. Lawrence himself before yeah. tomorrow. You know, So with that, Trevor Lawrence will be absolutely, absolutely the number one quarterback of, you know, um, of, of the draft and for the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> All right, so at pick two, um, we're going to go with Zach Wilson again, not wasting anybody's time. We know what the deal is. They are enamored with him. I don't think he's the second-best quarterback, but I do think he will be the second pick in the draft. Um, So that will be the pick there with the New York Jets taking Zach Wilson out of BYU uh, at pick two. Uh, You got three, sir. Say again? You got number three. Number three. Well, this is where it supposedly gets interesting. San Francisco – Wants to play this um, shell game and don't want to get, let anybody know, or let the let the outside public really know what direction that they're going in. Out, you know, for quarterback because obviously they're trading up to get a quarterback. But there's been a carousel between Mac Jones and then you had Justin Fields as well as Trey Lance. The reports have been almost split down the middle for all three and case can be made for all threes um we all we know as of right now is that it should be one of these three yeah um now the the, the yeah so our job and my job here is to sit there and figure out who most likely is the one that they're going to grab um it definitely i mean granted it should be justin fields that that's that's actually a sexy pick <laughs> um however i don't think that's the direction that they're going to go with at the end of the day. And I think that I, I come to understand or believe that the San Francisco just gave, just did that due diligence. This frustrating part is the fact that they just don't want to share what they, what their discoveries or what their findings were, which makes no sense being that they basically outside of two players, you have the field. So yeah. there's no reason to be so uh, obscure about what direction you're going in. You know, everybody knows you're getting a quarterback. So the question is just who is it, you know, and let's move on. Well, with that, I think they're going to come back full circle, and I believe number three will be Mac Jones. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, I do agree. I think it will be Mac Jones, but again, I, I think Justin Fields would easily be the best choice there because he he will make that Kyle Shanahan offense something completely special. Um, and so I I, I think it's kind of idiotic for them to go anywhere else, but it looks like it's going to be uh Mac Jones instead of Justin Fields. So Atlanta, they have three choices here at four, and I think that their best choice would be drafting Trey Lance. I don't think that they are going to do that, so I will get to my pick in a minute here. But I think the reason why Trey Lance would be the best pick for Atlanta is simply because with their situation, I think that they need to go into a soft core rebuild. Um, and I think that Trey Lance is the one guy who you can, who we all know just needs to sit for a couple of years, develop, and get better. Uh, it, it, just mentally for the game. I think he's got the physical talent. I think he has kind of the, the athleticism to be able to thrive in the NFL. He just needs to simply understand the game a little bit more. Uh, he, he's really a, a raw prospect. Um, now, Justin Fields, the reason why I wouldn't go with him for Atlanta is simply because he just, he would, as you said, uh, uh, when we tried recording this before, specifically Justin Fields, he is going to demand that starting role. He is that good. Um, and, and I think especially once we get past week one, week two, where Atlanta starts off a little bit rocky, as they always do, they simply uh, would just be clamoring for Justin Fields to be the, the new starter. They just mm -hmm. get Matt Ryan out of here. Let's try Justin Fields, which I don't think would be a great situation for him, especially if you have to trade away Julio Jones. You're not going to have the weapons. It would be a PR nightmare over yeah. there for Atlanta. Simple, and that's just simply put. So I think if you're going to go quarterback, go Trey Lance, sit him, and really develop that quarterback as much as you possibly can. And with the rest of the draft, and once you get your kind of salary cap situation figured out, rebuild your team around Trey Lance. And then once you have the option to trade away Matt Ryan, you go ahead and do that. Um, now, what I do think they're going to do, unfortunately, which I think is kind of – unless they do trade away the pick, the unfortunate thing that they could do is end up trading or uh, taking Kyle Pitts with this pick. And if they are going to take anybody, I think it will be Kyle Pitts. And that's really unfortunate because it just seems like they're going in a direction that – they're trying to run it back with a suspect offense where their offensive line needs help. They do have other weapons to throw to, and they have a kind of dismal running game right now. I don't even know who their starting running back is as it stands right now. Uh, and then on the other side, their defense is the thing that seriously needs help. That's the thing that's been killing them year in, year in and year out with this kind of Matt Ryan era <laughs> in the NFL for them. They just really can't get their defense figured out. So um, I think any other pick would be great. If you would wanted to go with Micah Parsons here to help fix your defense, that would be a great pick to start that. Mm -hmm. Rebuild around Trey Lance or trade out of the pick. Those would be the smartest options that you have. But it looks like they're going to do the kind of flashy thing and go with Kyle Pitts to give Matt Ryan another weapon and then kind of, my opinion fizzle out from there. <laughs> so, are, so are you saying that if not that they were going to do this, but if <clears throat> if they were thinking of tr the potential of getting a, de a defensive player, are you thinking that's not a good option for them? I do think it is a good option, but I I just don't think Atlanta's going to be the one to make it a good option. Like the, I think they're at a point where 
I think they've done this to themselves mm-hmm. where it looks like the their fan base will be upset if they ended up taking anything other than Kyle Pitts because they've talked about how great Kyle Pitts is. Mm-hmm. The the media has been been working up everybody on how fantastic this guy is and how he's a generational talent and I mean like and granted he could be a generational talent but anywhere that he goes he I could see him having a 90 catch 750 yard season and and that's not horrible for a rookie no. and 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 it, it and and I could honestly see that happening for Kyle Pitts and people saying oh that was a bust of a pick and then later down the line a couple of years from now he breaks out and he does become the George Kittle type the the, mm-hmm. the the Travis Kelsey type the the Darren Waller type or the Marquise Colston type or the Jimmy Graham type whatever these it, yeah these hybrid receiver tight ends that we're seeing today and I can 100% see that and and I get why that that's that that's nice but I think for Atlanta specifically that's not what you need you do currently have Julio Jones you do currently have Calvin Ridley mm-hmm. and if you it there is so much running back talent that's available young running back talent that you can get that can come in and play immediately like right. you, that that's not going to be too big of an issue to fill the really the biggest issues that you have is your entire defense is is very <laughs> suspect <laughs> right and you have an issue with your you're starting to have an issue with your offensive line outside right. of that i mean you you're not sold on Matt Ryan. I'm not sold on him either. It, uh, I'm not sold on him in in Atlanta anymore. I think that he could possibly in the right situation have a good uh kind of send off for his career. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that they should again go with this softcore rebuild, go with uh Trey Lance with that with that fourth pick and then just kind of call it a day from there. Um I, I think that would be a win for them, but if they do go in this Kyle Pitts direction, I just I think Kyle Pitts is the only pick that kind of really ha- hammers home the idea that Atlanta is going to become a, a dysfunctional franchise for, for a few years to come here. So, and, and with that pick, we're going with Kyle Pitts. Is that yep. all right? So Kyle Pitts goes number four off the board, tight end from Florida. Yep. And you've got the number five pick with Cincinnati here. All right. Cincinnati, almost uh, you know, other side of the coin, you know, of, struggling franchises who generally don't necessarily get it right with the draft. However, with the thank goodness for a Joe Burrow and a brilliant draft from last year, you know, not too hard being the number one pick overall, you know, <laughs> kind of like the Trevor Lawrence of yeah. <laughs> the Trevor Lawrence of last year, you know, can't really um, lose. Right. <laughs> and then with the compounding situation of his injury, it pretty much made the pick it wrote itself. You know, I feel like that card should already have been written. Exactly. I mean, (laughs) you know, they they could have just already penciled this guy in, you know, at this point and just moved on to the sixth pick because this is if there's ever this pick is more slam dunk to me than a a a Trevor Lawrence going number one in Jacksonville. You know, literally. And with that being said, Pene Sewell, tackle from Oregon, um, gotta protect your asset, gotta protect your future. They they're all in on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, you know. Supposedly, it was initially supposed to be out to mid-season. Um, reports came out of a week ago that he's ahead of schedule and he's on pace for being back in week one. Um, with that being said, uh, they got to go all in on protecting this guy because to co- granted, there is a Jamar Chase sitting there. And I know that that's kind of the, 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 the struggle that they're having is do they go Jamar Chase, pair up, 
Joe Burrow with his old running mate back at LSU uh, and see how that's going to work, or do they go and protect him with Panay Sewell? I think that it's it. The second that he got injured, I think that the, like again, this card should have wrote itself, and it should be Panay Sewell. But I I can't see them making the mistake in going with Jamar Chase with this pick too. Right, it, it would it would be a mistake. It wouldn't be the worst one, but in their case. And considering the context of what had just transpired, is is how do you go any other direction than than offensive tackle? I, if you don't, I mean the blowback that comes from this because you can have yeah the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, um, T Higgins, um, T. Higgins that that Joe sounds Mixon. great. It, Joe, Joe Mixon, yeah, someone Sorry, has someone my- someone has to run the ball. <laughs> Joe Mixon, he is I a think, solid running back. I think back. Joe Mixon played less games than Joe Burrow last year, and Joe Burrow had a decimated <laughs> injury midseason. So, with that being said, what you tell me what's going on with Joe Mixon? I mean, why is he still there? They got rid of Giovanni Bernard. I think they got rid of the wrong guy, technically. Well, Joe Mixon, when he isn't, he Joe is. Mixon is a bust. Yes, people, I'm he. I'm throwing him over in the Kenny Galladay. Oh my goodness! We're not having not, this not, conversation. I, hold on, <laughs> Kenny Galladay is not a bust. I'm just let me. I'm throwing him in this category of suspect players. <laughs> you know, I see. This has nothing to do with he ain't got no dog. I, this dude just don't <laughs> have no durability. And I'm like, every time I look up, he's injured. And last year just took the cake for me. Like they couldn't even give. They gave us no reason, rhyme or reason. What was going on with this guy? When is he coming back? He was projectedly to come back the entire season. Every single week. He, right, he could be coming on. back. No. <laughs> and you, you brought up it. This is what I'm talking But this is what I'm getting at. This is Cincinnati. So, Cincinnati, do everybody a favor. Pin a Sewell. Protect your quarterback. Protect your future. Yeah. Um, there's going to be plenty of talented players going coming in the second, third, and fourth rounds. I think you can recover that, get more um, assets to help um, Joe Burrow um, um, going down the field with, yeah. the, with the other skill positions. But you definitely need to solidify um, um, your 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 offensive line. Now, if it's not Sewell, it better be another tackle. I'm telling you, because if they if they go anything outside of an offensive lineman, um, yeah, this is status and, quo. And this is what I was saying earlier. The, the, this is the difference that I think a lot of people do have in it. And I think people are undervalu- undervaluing, uh, excuse me, Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best tackle in this draft. But again, he went to Northwestern. <laughs> Not many people saw him play last year. Right. But his tape, I think, it doesn't blow Penesul out of the water. I think he just has a tick better, and he's a little bit more versatile. And I, and I think Rashawn Slater is the guy who you could put literally anywhere on the line. He could be center, guard, right. tackle, anywhere, and he will fit and he will do wonders for you. Whereas Penny Sewell, he can play either guard or tackle. I don't think he could. He he does he doesn't have that third aspect to it. Right. Um, and I and you know, can we explain to the to to to, to anyone who's listening what happened as to why we're doing a take two? I know we keep referring back to this, but yeah. we haven't really explained why we're referring back. Well, we were 10 picks in, and then all of a sudden the power went out here in in, in uh, the great city of Richfield, Minnesota. So I don't know what that was, and it came back on 30 minutes later. So 
wasn't a freak accident or something. I guess somebody flipped a switch over at uh, XL Energy. Yeah, uh, so. yeah. Somebody hit the wrong. I'm just going to turn the lights off here, you know. And <laughs> oh, no, you turned the whole grid off. So everybody was down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There and was, we, and honestly, we, it was funny. I just checked out the power outage map. There yeah. was over 150, in, in literally the 10 minutes that it went out, there's over 150 reports immediately. Because, <laughs> yeah, someone did something at the plant, kicked over a wire, tripped something, and didn't realize the wire came out. It took 30 minutes to realize what is going on over here. And we were in a groove. We were in a deep conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, excuse us if we felt like we just kind of, eh, when we came out the gate, it's resetting redo yeah we're it's picking up now the first four picks we i apologize personally i just (laughs) it's very difficult to have to redo this you know and you know we don't want to sit here and say the exact same thing we just said to each other over again no i think we i think we've done a good good job of showing yeah yeah but yeah i think penesol should 100 percent be the the number five pick and that's just because I guess the, the the his name and notoriety as the number one tackle prospect. But I do think Rashawn Slater has just a little bit more to him, and I think that would be the only other person that I would say you would take. Yes. Um, I just don't. I think the consensus is that Penny Sewell is the number one tackle. Rashawn Slater is just my number one tackle on the board. Gotcha. Um, so that that's just as simple as that. Um, and let's move on to pick six. Miami is on the clock now. Um. They are in a weird spot. We, I can't even really think of Miami's weapons. When I think of Miami, I literally think of their defense, and I think of Tua. <laughs> like right. that, that's that's it. I don't really, I don't know who the running backs are. I don't know how good their offensive line is, and I really don't know who who their wideouts are as it stands right now. But they do need to kind of bolster that and and give Tua a deep threat. And I think they should go and get the number one wide receiver in the draft, in my opinion. And that's going to be Jamar Chase. Um, And yes, he was paired up with, with uh, Joe Burrow in, in, in college, but I do think that uh, Tua can still get the ball down the field. I think that they are going all in on trying to make sure Tua does pan out as, as well as he could. It looks like he's now the third best quarterback in that draft. Um, And, and, we don't really know, and, and, and the Dolphins don't really know what they have in Tua right now. Mm-hmm. So they, they need to give him a weapon. It seems like he's pretty well protected already uh, for the most part. I mean, obviously, you could always get a better offensive line there. There's always upgrades that you can make there. But I think that uh, value here would be Jamar Chase at number six uh, coming off the board here to to really see what you have in Tua. If they can hook up, if they can really kind of bust out of their shell here um, with Jamar Chase and Tua, that would be kind of the the best way that they go about it. Now, again, I think that they're just going with an offensive weapon. They could go with Devontae Smith if they really wanted to mm-hmm. pair him back up and, and actually do that teammate thing that we were talking about with with uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, they could do that with Tua here and go with Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle here. Uh, but I do think that they're going to get the best prospect, and I think that would be Jamar Chase. Got it. Okay, this is some of the players on their team. I Some of these people I didn't even know. Remember, they got um, starting to just since we're talking about receivers, I'm gonna start there. Will Will Fuller, the fifth. Oh, yeah, he's he, back. You went over there. I forgot you about know, that. Mister, you know, PEDs himself. <laughs> I had to come out for him. I know I was talking really big stuff about him, but they're really taking in account what had happened because yeah. that was really big about he didn't get injured this year. Even though know, it was up until he got suspended. Okay, why didn't he get injured? <laughs> why did for he, the very reason why, why he got he suspended? suspended. <laughs> you know, these PEDs. So it's. <laughs> He's damaged goods. I'm just, I've come to understand 
<laughs> it looks good on paper, but now that they're gonna be, you know, this see, this is why you should have watched the program. Is yeah. because it was it was a, a steroids issue in there, gotcha. and when the guy had him off steroids, oh, he sucked. <laughs> and he so what he did ended up doing, went back on steroids and playing again, and he played just fine. Anyway, um, William Fuller, yeah, Robert Foster, um, four four year guy from Alabama. Is Mike Kosecki still over there? The tight end? Yes, Kosecki okay. still there as a tight end. Um, still got Miles Gaskins as running back. Um, remember Jakeem Grant. Okay. He, I forgot all about him, but yeah, because then they got Mac Hollins is another wide receiver, five fifth year from North Carolina. Yeah, I think Jamar Chase will really help out. Hold on, still got one more guy, <laughs> and then they picked up. You remember they picked up Fuller, but they also picked up Allen Hearns. Yeah, I think Jamar Chase will still really help. Uh, hey, hold on, <laughs> from Miami, Florida. You know, and let me give. Let me see if I got somebody else for you. Uh, and then Jamar Chase. No, then yeah. they got, hold on, they Kyle Loxley. <laughs> Again, rookie Chase from Texas, really Texas El, pa- El Paso, the guy that's going to break out this year. So it'll be Miles. It'll, it'll be Mike Kosek. It'll be Mike Kosek. Why on, can't I say on, his I got name? Another guy, Kurt. Kurt Merritt. Uh, I'm giving you just the depth. I'm not saying that these guys are. Yeah, that depth just, sucks. You ask the question. <laughs> I can't remember who's on the route. It's not to dispute. I'm just. Jamar Chase with these guys is all I'm trying to say. You just like, yeah, Jamar Chase. <laughs> like, Jamar Chase. Uh, it's going to be Mike Kosecki, Jamar Chase, and Will Fuller. And Devontae Parker is still there. So Devontae Parker is still there? He's still there, Oh, yeah. my God. He's still on the contract. That's yeah. what I was trying to get to. And Malcolm Perry, who is a wide receiver running back. But I think he's running back first. All right. Time from I Navy. <laughs> I don't know. Special teams player, obviously, you know. <laughs> Oh, let's see what else. I'm gonna do. I just want to do his due diligence here and make sure I said everybody. Um, well, tight. you know, half of those guys are going to be on the on the roster once we get to the to the seasons anyway. Oh yeah, they're going to get They got to get out of here. Yeah, and Preston Williams is the other wire. Oh, and Albert Wilson. Oh my God, they got so many wide receivers. Yeah, because they needed it. They they don't have it. They have no. They have no solid name there except for Will Fuller, so but I, who is a number three? Hey, Devontae Parker. What are you talking about? He's the number one. Sorry, Devontae Parker does not do it for me. I. I, I think he, he he's, he's done. He's done more with nothing. True. And he had no quarterbacks, and his numbers are solid, considering he's not – Will Fuller can't hold a candle to this guy. I'm sorry. He does, Will Fuller is – Well, I said Will Fuller is the number three. Jamar oh, Chase is is going to be the number, number one, one over there, and Mike Gusecki <laughs> will be the number one option because I don't know if they're going to be able to wow. do anything down the field. Your so number one, your rookie, and your number two – your second year quarterback will be your two leading guys. Yeah. I guess almost. Devontae Parker, start asking for a trade. I was just yeah. like, trade me out of here. If they want to trade out the pick, no, they won't. No. But I'll be like, yeah, move me. I don't I don't need to be here. I but, think Miami has done masterfully to end up with the sixth pick. Mm-hmm. They trade out of the third pick with with um San Francisco to trade down to twelve, and then they trade back into the top 10 to the number six pick with uh with philadelphia um and and they ended up with a like a net three extra picks in the long run with this so i'm like gee like they they completely finessed this entire league with the way that they did that and And to get this guy yeah you know that's ending up with jamar chase will be a home run of all home runs uh yeah, and that's why I named off all of those players. They need a right receiver. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm not saying that they need it badly, but they do need another weapon and that's But I think the reason why and, and I, I would say they do need a wide receiver badly because you do need to figure out what you have with 
uh, with Tua immediately. You need to know that this year if he's your franchise quarterback or not. Well, true. And I think they already started the process. I know you didn't like like the options, but when you bring in Fuller and Allen Hearns, those two were already there. Then you bring Chase. But, but you have those Chase, three guys yes, is that, what they bring into action. That I will feel a little bit better about their situation. I do Allen Hearns, he to me is just he's never done it for me. Will Fuller, if he can without the PEDs and <laughs> without getting injured, if he can stay healthy. Hold on, and, go back and, to Allen Hearns though. Why is it? Why didn't he do it for you? It's a reason. I, I, I mean, it's a reason why I'm saying that. It, well, why didn't in he do Jacksonville? It? It, it, I know it was. Stop. Ja- I, I, you just I, answered my no, question. Listen to me. <laughs> You're in Jacksonville. That's it's. That's the answer. It's already bad. <laughs> I get in that. Jacksonville, but Lavisca Chenault is a rookie who came in and looked pretty good. With the dysfunction, with everything going on there, Alan Hearns has been there for three years before that, and you weren't able to show me anything to make me feel good about you specifically. You're not able to get open on your own. You're not able to to fight for extra yards. You're constantly hurt. You've been hurt more more often than not, and so that's what I have an issue with: is that you're just you're not able to create separation from just watching his film alone. When you're watching LaVisca Chenault come in as a rookie and he has a rookie tape that's better than your entire career with the Jacksonville Jaguars, sorry, Couple things. I'm done with you. Couple things. <laughs> he plays in Jacksonville. Who was Jackson? LaVisca Chenault does too. Okay. Are we going to I'm gonna get to <laughs> Mr. Rookie Guy that just showed up last year in a COVID season? Yeah, okay. That doesn't tell me anything. It's an asterisk. From, and granted, he had, a, he had a decent year. He was the only one who had a decent year on a horrible offensive team. And what 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 was it, what has been Allen Hearns' options playing in Jacksonville as a, who throwing him? I don't even remember who the hell was the damn quarterback. Uh, Gardner Minshew before him. See, I don't have no memory before Gardner Minshew. Who the hell did he replace? Who did? Uh, don't say Nick Foles. Before all of that, you know, before yeah, before that even. Thank you. That's my point. There's somebody else. I know. It, I'm I I'm sending spacing, but the person wasn't even that notable anyway. Yeah, they just had was it Mike Glennon? Maybe did he go down there? Maybe for and I think he might even split time that year. I have, I I'll look remember. it up in a minute. But what I'm trying to get at is their quarterback play has been so bad over there. Yeah, there's yeah. You had Alan Hearns who was starting to digress, you know, digress a bit in his production. But then you had DJ Chark well, that was stepping it up. Then DJ Chark went through the exact same thing last year, and then Chenault was the one. All I'm saying is by not by next year, Chenault's going to probably could. But there's a Trevor Lawrence issue now, but which could change the fortunes. But it would have just it's just a rotation of the same thing. But happening. it's not even just that because even when they were on that run, Alan Hearns was there when they were on that run, and they almost beat Pittsburgh to go to the. To, well, they, they yeah, ended they up in being be like they the almost number, beat New England. And asking him to be the number two guy or the number one guy. He could be the number four guy here. And I'm like, you got to look at it from a depth. I know. I, yeah. you gotta, I'm just looking at it from a bigger picture. Like, we put it all together. Alan Hearns is not no little slouch when, okay, if he's the two, number two, or he has to be the Y or the X guy, uh, I feel you. Even if you're saying the slot guy, you know, okay. I mean, somebody had to move up when Alan Robinson left, but. With that being said, he didn't really push the envelope. But now you put him in Miami. I just listed off about 20, 20 receivers, generally speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be back from four down. You know. No, I, I'm not saying that he's 
he's never going to be able to do anything, especially when you when everybody's looking at Jamar Chase, Gasecki, and, and Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to get his, and and I get that. I'm just saying he's, he's going to show ne- some respect to Devontae Parker. I don't like how you did not even mention him. I'm sorry, their their wide receiver room does not do it for me, and that's why they I need Jamar that. Chase. <laughs> All right, you're <laughs> at number seven. You got the Detroit Lions on the clock. Okay, so we got um. Imploding, imploding, um, franchise number three here, uh, which is the Detroit Lions. Anybody knows or listen to our, our previous episodes, I'm not very high on this franchise at all. I mean, they're like the walking man of the league for me, you yeah. know. Because and any chance I could talk about them and poke fun, I will. Because they're Detroit, and you know we're we're Bears fans, and they're it's a division rival, and it, it, you know somebody has to be the new Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the <laughs> other division. That's an old plug. Not but any of you young young <laughs> listeners who talking about who the Tom Brady type of <laughs> stop people. Okay, that's some new age stuff. Really. I mean, if you look at the history of the Bucks. But and, with that being said. No, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. no. I, I, was gonna, I was gonna go off on a on a different route. It has nothing to do. We'll get to Tampa Bay when we get down to pick thirty two. Exactly. So, exactly. <laughs> we'll just say that for that at the end. And that's what I'm saying. It, we're talking about the you know, your your father's Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers, you know, dream sickle, you know. Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, that that's that. I will say, they need to go back to that that actual logo, the the pirate with the knife in the mouth. Oh, that is a fantastic logo. They need to go back to that. This this whole flag with the with the pirates cross. Miss me with that. That that one when they keep doing those throwback uniforms with that on the on the helmet. That one is fantastic. I love that. I it's love funny that how it's a throwback now. I mean, that that's just what it was when I was growing uh, up. Tripping. You know, it's just inter- no, 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 no. It's inter- <laughs> it just as time goes on. I'm like, that, that's a throwback. How about they just had a a, 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 a uniform change? Yeah. Like a throw. I mean, I get it. It, it's I technically, guess. it's not their I, uniform anymore. It's a throwback <laughs> to whenever they were wearing. Was that the '80s? I, I think even the early '90s yeah. they still had it. Yeah, they they changed in uh, mid '90s. Yeah, those are so nice. I like those. I liked it, but I actually. I, I think like the dream sickle thing color became more nostalgic by the early 2000s. Just when we yeah. had a little separation from it, it was like, oh, I can actually, you know, because I think fashion started to come into play, and all of a sudden, you know, it was it was just kind of like, man, this is it's kind of nostalgic now. But they were looked as soft back yeah. then. Just be, I mean, but we're talking about the 80s, the 90s. Our society has changed, yeah. you know, and it's color schemes and stuff. it's ridiculous. They because when they're out there playing on them now, they're out there busting heads just like anybody else. Dream sickle colors or not, you know, and I, it's I, not even I the color it's, scheme it's, to me. It's, it's the, the logo for, itself is, is and nice. that's what I'm saying. The logo, yeah, but I was saying the whole colors and then that was the whole thing. It's a Floridian color, people. Which again now is more fashionable, which is now I'm like, why don't y'all just go back to that? Now? Yeah. You know, I like y'all uniforms. I think these should be y'all alternative uniforms. And back to here, Tampa no Bay. No, sorry, back, back to Detroit. Know, we are all about Tampa Bay's <laughs> uniforms. Okay, so then we got Detroit here. Uh, obviously, <laughs> needs everything <laughs> as which you you sharing that they had um. Six notable needs. (laughs) Yeah, so on PFF, uh, this is what you're mentioning. On PFF, where I am tracking our picks here, uh, they actually have Detroit's needs as wide receiver, defensive line, edge, linebacker, cornerback, and safety. They need literally everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, And I think even going down the list, they do still have a question at quarterback. They clearly still have questions on offensive line. 
And who is their running back? I guess they've got their running backs off. DeAndre Swift is their Swift. guy. <laughs> uh, that's his name? Is it DeAndre so. Swift? I'm, I, just, I don't understand. Swift. I Swift. know his last name is Swift. It's something with a D. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I apologize. I mean, this is what happens when you, you do all of this research and all these names. And all of a sudden, I can't even remember who the hell was on the damn roster yeah, last year. Like, <laughs> Swift. I do remember that. You know. Yeah. So they do have Swift. So, But yeah, as you just said it. Not that they would do this. Even if they went and drafted a running back, I couldn't even be mad at them. Like you needed that too. You needed. I'm sorry, something. you drafted a running back. That is a huge miss. No, no, With no. The it's a miss in would the, be the, the aspect yeah. of um, they need other needs. My point being is, it does not no does not negate the fact they need another running True. back. Because yeah. Swift is fine, but they need a number. That's need all number I need. Yeah, they need a number two guy. You know, and do they need it more than they need everything else? Probably not. Absolutely. Or not. probably just as much. You know, it's just it it's Detroit, people. So look, their number one need, let's be real. It's a wide receiver. If it's not a wide receiver, mm-hmm. the other number one need is a defensive player. Any defensive Pick, player. Thank you. <laughs> Pick any defensive player. Which any I position. Think, and this is what I was saying to you, because I knew, I do know this is not your pick, but I do think if they do go with the best defensive player on the board here, I do think that that would be a home run pick for them here. And uh, who is that? To me, it's Michael Parsons. A lot Michael of people Parsons. might say it's Christian Barrymore or Patrick Sertain, but I think it's Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is far and away my favorite defensive prospect in this draft. I think, yeah, I think them addressing linebacker would be a much greater need than uh, than addressing a cornerback first. Yeah, Not that they don't need to address either one of them. And but... the reason why I do also feel that way is because they did just get a cornerback last year to, to replace Darius Slay. So right. they really they do kind of have cornerback not figured out, but they do have that solidified more than they do their linebacker situation. Right. But with all of that being said, it won't be any edge rushes. It won't be any linebackers. It won't definitely be any cornerbacks. It won't be anything that has to do on the defensive side of the ball because that just does not make any sense <laughs> for Detroit to do that. And I think for Detroit, I think they would need like two first-round picks to even justify going defense in the first round. You know, other than that, they're not going to do that. You know, so um, without further ado, Devonta Smith, Alabama, wide receiver, Um, hands down. They they need someone to definitely replace this quiet as kept departure of Kenny Galladay, which was kind of like, okay. And I never really talked about this. It was kind of weird in the sense of even when we were doing the the free agency show, like – like why you know why are they letting it? Why are they not trying to bring this guy back? You know, as well, I think they to... tried to, but I think the, I think Kenny Galladay woke up and realized, well, I tried getting a contract in the middle of the season with you guys. I tried to give you the due diligence to to figure it out then, and you guys lowballed me. And now I want to get my money, and you guys are still trying to give me the same contract. Kick Is rocks. That what they were doing? I think so. So I think he was just like, well, you, you've already lost the other two. You're still not going to try to invest into me. I'm going to try to find my money elsewhere. I'm going to see what the market actually gives me. And he found what he wanted in, in New York. They're really sad that Chicago wasn't able to get him because they were in the running for him. I was really upset also that Baltimore didn't get him because I would, I would love to see what Baltimore can do with an actual number one wide receiver threat. But he ends up going to New York, which – that one is what confused me, but I think they just gave him the most money up front. Yep. Um, so 
Devontae Smith is a great option here, I guess. Uh, this will actually, I think this is smart for them as well, at, at number two, in, in my opinion, to what they should do, mm-hmm. uh, because you need to figure out what you have in Jared Goff. Exactly. You've already you've you you've taken on his contract. You you let go of uh Matthew Stafford, who I think is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He's been top ten for the last what ten years uh, yeah, in the I league. I think they're trying to buy themselves another five years at the position, pot potentially. Yeah. But this could blow up in their face in the next year or two. It, I, I, I think, think they've got two years to figure it out with, with right. Jared Goff. So I think this is the smartest thing to do. You lost all your wide receivers. You don't have Kenny Galladay anymore. Let's go get him a, no a number one Jones. option. Yeah. yeah. Let's go get him a number one option. Devontae Smith is the best on the board there, or one of the best on the board. I think it's kind of 1A, 1B with uh, Jalen Waddle. Exactly. And I was toiling over that. I just I went with the bigger receiver. I just think you, you're trying to get as close to replacing Galladay as you possibly can. Yeah. I, so that, that and that alone, you could take either one, really, at this point. I 100%. would not. I would not be if they took Jaden Jalen Waddle. I would not be down on it. Now keep in mind, this is all in the aspect of uh, Atlanta's taking Kyle Pitts. If Atlanta wakes up and actually does the hmm. right thing and takes a quarterback, you could either have Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase available here with Detroit. So, with that being said, Let me ask you this. could. Oh, I'm sorry. I let you finish your thought. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. With that being said, you could end up with the best either with the best offensive threat option that is the I guess consensus best offensive threat in Kyle Pitts or the best wide receiver option to me who is the best offensive threat in my opinion I think I I put Jamar Chase a little bit over Kyle Pitts just because I think Jamar Chase is that good but Jamar Chase didn't play last season so I understand why people have Kyle Pitts above him uh but with that being said you could end up with either the one or two best offensive threat options true with uh if Atlanta decides to go quarterback instead of going with Kyle Pitts. And which, and that's what I, just to, just to make sure I'm hearing you correctly, this is why I'm asking this question. Yeah. Let's say, let's say in the event that Atlanta, they go quarterback, where does Kyle Pitts go at this point? I think he, I would say Kyle Pitts should go six. Do you think Miami will? I think Miami should take him, but if not, I think that he would definitely go with with Detroit. Oh, I definitely. I, I I guess I was saying he's like, not man, falling does past he actually, seven. Because I'm, I'm thinking that's what I was thinking. Like, does Cincinnati and Miami pass up on Kyle Pitts? If he's not I do think there? Cincinnati does. I I think Cincinnati. You need to realize you need offensive linemen. I get that. I just don't know if him falling would change their mind. Because again, Atlanta, Cincinnati, and uh, and um, Detroit. I don't trust these franchises in the draft. Well, with Cincinnati specifically, the reason why I think Kyle Pitts is not even an option for them is because if they are going to go with an offensive weapon, it is too it, it's too idiotic not to go with Jamar Chase and repair up Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase. Gotcha. You can't pass that up. And, and they they broke records together in, in the NCAA. You have to put them back you, together. You got to like the how the PR works. In yeah. This, you know. <laughs> These guys ain't even making their own picks, you know. They just ah, well, just the circumstance and the scenario makes our picks for us, you know, just absurd. Yeah. Moving well, on. At eight, um, I think that now there is talk with Carolina. They possibly are going to go quarterback. Justin Fields is available as it stands for us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be an option for them. But I think that that would be a dumb move for them. And I don't. I think. I think. Carolina's kind of putting up this smoke screen saying that they're still in the market for a quarterback mm-hmm. just so that people are going to try to trade up for through they they they're realizing that hey you do have to still trade through us right to get your guy if you want to 
Um, and I think that's what they're trying to play at right now instead of actually being in the market for a quarterback. Because I think after you give up three picks for Sam Darnold, you have to figure out and you have to make Sam Darnold work over these next two years. Um, now, I do know they still, I, in, if I'm correct here, I'm pretty sure they still haven't yet picked up Sam Darnold's fifth-year option just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still have a ton of time to get that done. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, I, I, I think that that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to pick up the fifth-year option, and they're going to go and give uh, Sam Darnold another weapon to to make sure that he works out as much as possible. And I think it's going to be whoever's left over from the top three wide receivers on the board, and I think that will be Jalen Waddell will be available, and they go with him. And just giving him another option, it's going to be Jalen Waddell, DJ Moore. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Oh, there's one more over there. Christian McCaffrey, obviously, but another wide receiver. Oh, jeez. Because um, Samuel left. Gosh, who was the other guy? I'm... Oh, Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Um, those are the three. Uh, and so they will have – that'll be a very solid wide receiving core for them right there, uh, especially with having Christian McCaffrey taking a little bit of pressure off of him uh, by actually having the weapons uh, around, uh, the, around the field as much as possible. What has been the talk about their team as far as – looking at defensive players like what i haven't heard much about them because it's just I, all been about the quarterback over there since uh luke keekley left i was assuming that their their linebacking situation would be worse but it to me it's not as dire as a lot of other positions um they need offensive threat weapons and then they i think the defensive backs is what they also need a mm-hmm. corner um but Outside, I think at the eighth pick, it's still too high. So I do think probably the most likely thing that's going to happen tomorrow with them is that they're going to end up trading down with, let's say, a mm-hmm. New England or somebody like that. Right. Um. But if they have to make the pick, if they have to make the pick, I think that they're going with a with an offensive threat weapon. Now, okay. Let's just. I just want to. I know. We, I don't want, I'm not going to speculate too much. I just just for the sake of the conversation of this conversation. Yeah. Let's say they trade out of the pick with New England. Mm-hmm. So they they trade down to fifteen. Man, like what? What do you? I know we're jumping down the board, but it's like, well, what are they? What are they addressing at fifteen? Well, they, that, there's a, some corners that are going to be available there. So um, that's what I'm, that's my question. Like, so they go in defense if that's. If that's I would I would hope that's what they're doing because if you're trying to get an offensive weapon, Jalen Waddle's the best one left, and you're going to have him available at eight. There's no reason to trade out of the pick if you're going offense. That that's the that's the decision you need right. to make. Um, otherwise, if you are going to trade down, you need to address your defense. And I think that's I think that's the situation that they're in. And I think that they're trying to figure out if they can get more value out of just going with Jalen Waddle, or if they can get more in return with a pick at fifteen plus whatever other picks so, will come along so with pass it. Pass up on uh, certain certain and, and acquire another pick or two. Yeah, exactly. I guess because uh, i mean you also have jc horn available greg newsom's going to be available right. uh corner caleb farley is also a really high mm-hmm. prospect there like yeah, asante samuel like there there's a lot of good asante guys samuel jr yeah sorry let me <laughs> but not to be confused with his father yeah <laughs> all right well we are down so jalen waddle is picked at number eight from carolina we're moving on to denver is on the clock at number nine Ooh. i think this is an easy pick <laughs> oh, man, Denver, another one of those teams that, you know, got some very specific needs. Um, this is where a, you know, a um, Rashad Slater could come into to into the um, to the picture. Yeah, but he won't. 
<laughs> um, you know, this, this is also where you know there's the um, the the Michael Parsons aspect that they can actually yeah. bo- to continue bolstering. I could see Michael Parsons a little bit more than I would see an offensive lineman, even though I would think an offensive lineman would be more valuable and, and a much more value pick to them, considering their suspect quarterback play with yeah. this Drew Locke. And, and I'm I mean, I'm only and I'm only I'm building up to the quarterback last based on the fact of the stories that's came out. That they're, they're, you know, there's this this some stories about they're good. They're 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 they're, they're very comfortable with Drew Locke. The other ones where they're looking to re- maybe replace him. And, mm-hmm. and then then the other then there's another report we're looking to try to protect him. And it just what in the is Drew Locke? Like why are you this even being considered? Yeah. Uh, let me be clear. And I said all I have to say this. I'm done talking about that because that's BS. It, yeah. It's just a bunch. It's the it's the crappiest smokescreen stories out there. These th- look at this juncture. If the if the, if the draft, if the way we're looking at it, and the way I literally believe this is how it's going to more likely play out. With these with these um, quarterbacks still sitting there out there, they're going quarterback. With yeah. that. I'm not, you know, not to build it up any further. This is where Justin Fields gets his due. You 100%. Know? And, I, and I was all last night, I'm looking, and uh, you know, and, and the day before, I'm like, once I finally establish 49ers, I don't just, do, for whatever reason, are not going to get him. And at this point, because of the needs of everybody else yeah. um, um, have, <laughs> perfect spot outside of someone trying to trade them out of it and it has to be a hell of a deal because I'm like, when I last looked at their roster, hell, if they don't need a quarterback, I don't know who do. You know, <laughs> Drew Locke, miss me with that. Drew yeah. Locke is a bust. I'm sorry. He's okay at best. He's average. And I'm like, we seen Denver last year. They offense looked horrible considering the weapons that they had on there because their quarterback play and offensive line, that's what, yeah. like I said, they can go. What makes, what seems to be the consensus pick here. Like, if you got to tackle, you probably need to tackle just as much as you need a quarterback, you know. But with these quarterbacks sitting here, you you do the math. Do yeah. You, you know, do you want the second best uh, or the maybe arguably the best tackle, or do you want arguably the best quarterback that's in in, in the draft? And I think that that that's going to belong to uh, Justin Fields, and I think Justin Fields hands down is going to to the Broncos. I agree, and I think that there's no way Justin Fields falls out of the top ten. I think that's that's something that's been speculated a little bit, how Justin Fields has gone from the second-best prospect before the uh, last year's NCAA season, mm-hmm. and now he's slid all the way down to the fifth prospect. Uh, to me, that there's no way. Yeah, I still I still believe he's the second-best prospect uh, at quarterback in this draft, and I think Denver, this is a home-run pick for them if, if this is how it plays out because, I mean, even if um, – San Francisco shocks us all and actually ends up going with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. I still think Denver will take Trey Lance at this pick. If he's and that's what I'm saying. If one of the one this I believe is one of the two. There's going to be two quarterbacks available. Right. For him. Now, if there's a Mac Jones and 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 whoever, if it's Mac Jones Mac and Trey Jones, Lance, I don't think Mac Jones would get trade be picked by Denver at all, no. even if he's available. And it would he would have to be he's the last one, and someone else for whatever reason came up and grabbed somebody. Yeah, and if he, that's the only scenario I can see them getting to Mac Jones if he's the last one standing at nine. Yeah, and and to me, he is the fifth option in this draft. 
at, at this. And so, like, I don't see anybody else. If Mac Jones falls to New England, New England will take him. If Mac Jones falls to – if New England jumps up and they go get Justin Fields and it's Trey Lance sitting there uh, and Denver has him, like, I don't know who <laughs> is going to want Mac Jones – uh, I mean, maybe it's going to be Minnesota takes him just to be safe with Kirk Cousins, or and maybe Mac Jones falls all the way down and, and, and ends up getting picked up by Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of options there, but I do think that it's going to be Mac Jones taken by San Francisco, and there's no way Justin Fields falls past Denver at this point, especially knowing that he's going to be the the best option. Uh, it's the second best option in the draft. Uh, the, his talent will blow them out of the water and it's going to actually propel them to a really nice duo with Justin Fields and Jerry Judy. I, I would mm-hmm. love to see in that. And then they also have, uh, I like that. uh, Cortland Sutton is there as well. And he's going to be coming back from his injury and that's, it's going to look real nice for them. And then you got your Melvin Gordon, and, yeah. you know, and yeah, team doesn't look, Justin Field really gives that, gives that offense an upgrade in the facelift that that's much needed. And you, and you can, and Drew Locke, I don't have a problem with you being a backup. It's oh, just yeah. as a starter, I'm so sorry you are you miss you have you've been a miss, yeah. unfortunately. And I'm not saying it's all his fault, but it just did not seem to work out in this rotation. I think he would be best suited to backing up and helping get and helping getting Justin Justin as far you know as as, as game ready as he possibly can from his standpoint of being the the the, the former starter. You yeah. Know? And that's and basically, you know, his his bag boy, you yeah. know, <laughs> holding that clipboard over there, you know, hold hold, you know, you bring my bring bring me him, you know, him, you know, carry my helmet for me or something. <laughs> I, I know, I just Drew Lock. No, I'm sorry. All right, well, let's move on. Let's get to the double digits now. We got at pick ten. Dallas is on the clock Ooh-hoo-hoo. now. Um, now Dallas is said to be out of the trading up to try to go get Kyle Pitts talk. So uh, with that being said tight end is not their need and I don't think it was their need in the first place they've got weapons and whoever else is out there I think it's I think it's wrong I, th- I think that the way that they're listing it is wrong like I don't think that's the number one priority like, it, oh, could, no. it could be a priority I just don't think that's their number one need but it, they were I think a lot of people were talking about how enamored Jerry Jones was with Kyle Pitts and, and what he can bring especially uh with now that you is it have based on that on yeah. that alone yeah <laughs> so this is uh, what I'm saying. This is Jerry Jones. Yeah, and so with all of that, <laughs> and and I think and it it would make sense in a in a way for them to go with that because you want to give another weapon to the guy that you just signed for how long? Five, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if that's the case, cool, whatever. Um, but I don't I don't think that solves the issue that Dallas had. I, I think Dallas is still going to be in the same position that they were in mm-hmm. going into last season where your defense sucks and you can't get anything figured out. Um and really my my biggest issue with Dallas's defense is their cornerback play. I think their corners suck and and defensive backs as a whole, they just keep getting gashed over the top. They they everybody was throwing for 400, 450, 500 yards on them game in, game out. And they weren't able to stop a nosebleed. Is this a slam dunk pick we coming up on? I think there is no way they pass up on Patrick Sertain. I think that they take him and and they they Absolutely. start to fix their de- defensive back situation as much as they possibly can because they've lost a lot of guys. And do they is Byron Jones still there even or did he leave? That is a good question. I have no idea. But give me I do believe give me a he few left, seconds and I'll pull it up. But. Even if he is there, I think Patrick Sertain is still a huge upgrade 
and he he's to me the second best defensive uh uh prospect in this draft so that that's a home run pick for them they don't i know that a lot of people are kind of harping on the, their linebacker play because uh, they really haven't been able to figure that situation out but i mm-hmm. do think uh leighton van der esch is, is still fantastic and jalen smith as well they're still great guys they just need to stay healthy and be on the field together and and that'll kind of solve itself so this is the only reason why i wouldn't take micah parsons there because they already do have two solid linebackers uh, they do need to get depth at the at the second level, but uh, I do think that this is going to be the first step for them to stop getting gashed over the top and actually being able to win games. Is hey, you've already got the weapons on the offense. You've got uh, Dak Prescott. You've got um, uh, what's his name, the the wide receiver over there. Which um, the one they just picked up, Lamb. No, they they have CD Lamb, but the the other one, the. <laughs> <laughs> their oh. their number one option. Oh, you had Lamb. Uh, what was his, his name? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. Uh, but <laughs> we apologize. It just this is this is what happened. There's so many names we've been going through over the last two weeks. We've been just trying so to studying spacing up. on the most simplest <laughs> things right here. Uh, doesn't matter. It does matter. Whoever there, you, know. you know who I'm talking about. I know so. exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You have the you Not have Cedric offensive weapons. You have uh, Ezekiel Cedric Elliott. <laughs> uh, so at the end of the day, I think that they will. They they're fine on the offensive side of the ball. They just really need to fix the offensive side. Uh, the Gallup. defense. No, they're number one option. Gallup and CD Lamb. That was that was their two top guys. No, they have another one. Oh no! Okay, stop! Stop! I got it. Oh, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Oh, That's what I'm talking about. Michael Gallup. <laughs> Michael Gallup was the number one. Until no. Cooper got over there. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, sorry. That, I now, cannot now remember I don't his really name know. to save my life for some reason. I don't know who was the number two, technically, at this PB point. Lamb. Is he? To me, he's the number two of, the, of that offense. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I think that they go with defensive back. They they just begin to figure out their situation mm-hmm. uh, with, with that side. And, and, and this will actually help them, I think, win games this season where you were getting – in these really close matchups, these shootouts that you were having when, when Dak Prescott was healthy still, and you were just getting beat by one, two possessions at the end of the game because the defense couldn't stop them. Mm-hmm. And now you actually will be able to stop them from getting deep on you as, as much as possible. And who were you saying was still asking me what defensive player was uh, still? Byron Jones? No, I, he's gone. He's gone. Okay. Yeah. So you definitely need to address that situation. Then you, you need somebody to match up with their number one. And I think Patrick Sertan can do that. Got it. So, 11, you've got the New York Giants on the clock here. Okay, this is where it gets a little interesting. Yes, it does. Um, and, I mean, the New York doesn't need everything, you know. They, they definitely need offensive line help, and they can use an edge rusher and all that good stuff. Yep. Um, I, considering what they addressed in the um, in the free agency, I don't think they're going to go offensive lineman. Oh, really? Okay. I I. I, I it seems that way. I just don't think that's what they're gonna do. Okay. Uh, I think they're gonna go defense. I think they need to address their defense. You okay. know, um, not that they're not gonna address it at all. I just think they're gonna address it in the first round. Um, so, call this the first woohoo pick. You know, or whatever. But um, I'm going with um, Quiddy Payne. Oh, okay. Quiddy Pay. Yeah. So I've I that you know the linebacker slash defensive end from Michigan. You know. Okay. That's who I'm seeing them 
the versatility of just trying to bolster up their defense because and we said it for, for some of these other teams like the Atlantas and the Detroits. I think the Giants had already addressed some of these bells and whistles, you know, when they got the Galladay um, pick. And then they was able to re-sign, uh, what was his name? Um, was it Leonard Floyd? Or no, no, no. Uh, uh, what am I saying his name? I'm saying the wrong name. Yeah, Leonard um, Floyd's out in, uh, with the Rams. Got him. Yeah. I'm getting these guys mixed up. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. The offensive lineman. They Hold on. Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams, yes. I got the wrong last name. Yeah. <laughs> Leonard Williams, uh, and I, I think they, I, it, the Giants have did. I think they, damn well in the off season in this free agency period, yeah. which setting them up for the draft, which was why I think they can get away with a with a with a Quitty Pay, you know. Pick. Now let me ask you this about Quitty Pay: You have Quitty Pay ranked over Jason Owe and uh, Jalen Phillips as edge rushers, just specifically edge rushers. Um, or what makes you pick Quitty Pay over those two? It's versatility. Okay. More so than anything. I, I wasn't saying that he's the best. Uh, it's, it just what seems to fit. You know. Now maybe I'm doing this more what I think they should do, but I'm. It's kind of getting to that point where okay, I don't think these are consensus slam dunk picks now. I don't think this is what they're gonna do, but I don't think they'll do this. Yeah. No, I think this is what they should do. It's huh? kind of uh, maybe uh, overtaking Michael Parsons. Because I know, I know, linebacker I know. isn't their number one position, but I mean, still, that again, this is a generational talent to me. But again, needed an edge rusher, sure. and that and I think it was more based on the need. Okay, you no, know, um, well, they if remember I told you if they take him, whoever takes Michael Parsons, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know, it's just he's okay, gonna fit they, wherever they he goes. went a different direction. I got it, <laughs> you know, just and that's why I, I, you know, I'm yeah, he's sitting here on the board, and I'm just like, yeah, no, I can see him still falling, you know. I can see Parsons almost falling toward you know in the in the late teens almost you know. Well, I don't because Philadelphia's I can on the see clock. See him going there. I Philadelphia's don't. on the clock, and I and okay. Mike Parsons still sitting on the board. That's the one of their biggest needs, and a hundred percent, there's no way if Michael Parsons is there, they have to take him. I don't think that they can't they can't get away. I don't think they're going quarterback. I've I told you this. I think that they're all in with Jalen Hurts, and I think that that's just they they need to figure out how to make that work. Wide receiver wise, if you're not going with the top three, I don't think you're going to go and reach for Rashad Bateman or right. whoever else is available later in this Elijah Moore uh, type guys. Um, mm -hmm. And so you've got a talent like Michael Parsons sitting there, uh, and he's technically sliding at this point because uh, he he to me is should be a, a top ten, but I don't think anybody in the top nine is going to go with a defensive player. Uh, in, in this draft this year, uh, which is crazy to say because I don't know any other draft that has a defensive guy not going in the top nine. So I, I don't know if you can no. think of one off the top of your head that you've seen a defense slide like this. Mm, no, not a, no, not like this. No, <laughs> so no, this, this is just that kind of draft where, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, these defensive players are legit yet. The needs are these these skill positions or these offensive tackles, and that's where the the highest you know necessity has been just for this particular draft. Yeah, which is kind of weird, you know. In a sense, you would think somewhere in there, you didn't tell me that you can't get one defensive player in the first nine picks, not one. When clearly two or three could easily Definitely be sitting it. in there, you yeah. know. But but Quiddy Pay at the end of it, you know, edge rusher from Michigan. I just think that's. I think it's a good fit for um, 
New York. Now, if they go a different direction, would not be surprised. You know, I could see them going with Micah Parsons before Philadelphia is able to grab him. Or if, to me, my favorite edge rusher is the one out of Miami, uh, Jalen Phillips. Okay, I like him. I think he's. I think he's super versatile as well. But I, I don't hate Quiddy Pay at all. I think he definitely will give you a lot of talent. Quiddy Pay is one of those guys that I think. In this draft tomorrow, when we were actually sitting down and watching it, I see Quiddy Pay getting picked up somewhere around uh, the, that the, in the twenties range and going hmm. to one of these really good teams. Think and he's going to be think he'll fall that far. I, I think he might. That's ridiculous. I, I don't think he number, should. I understand. I think that's what it's might like happen. The number one edge rusher out there, and yet the defenses are getting no play in this in this at the, the beginning of the draft, and this, which is I think is an issue with the NFL in itself. Like. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get our guy. What, what does getting your guy translate into wins or success of uh, the possibility of competing for championships? Because like, when has that stopped becoming? The... It does in the twenties. It doesn't when you're up in the top 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 half of the first round. Because even if you do go get your guy, you're still not going to make the playoffs. So, but to me, once you're once you're a team like Baltimore, once you're a team like uh, Kansas City, once you're a team like Tampa Bay, this is why these whoever teams you stay get, where they are, exactly. <laughs> Whatever these, te- I mean, even <laughs> even though I'm not really sold on teams like Pittsburgh or something like that, or or a hundred percent sold on Tennessee right now, I still see them. They're going to get a really great talent. At the, in these twenties picks, because these guys on the defensive side at least are going to slide pretty far, right? Um, but what do you think about Micah Parsons going to Philadelphia at twelve here? Uh I like it. Um, I think it's the solid fit. Um, <clears throat> it's not that Philadelphia needs to address you know issues on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um. I know they're asking for quarterbacks, wide receivers. I mean, we've been down this road with them so many times. It, and I guess, I guess my thing is this with franchises. When you – there's more misses than hits on the offensive side of the ball. I'm sure there's been some massive neglect to your defense. <laughs> you know, and with that being said, just just go with the, go with the smart, safe pick yeah. and go and, and bolster your defense. Because yeah. – especially because, you, you know, you're running this – we've got Jalen Hurts. We want to, you know, we're gonna see what we got. We're gonna go in this new direction. Okay, you can sit there and we can talk about well, we want to get an offensive lineman to try to protect them and so on, and that's all makes sense. But I can what, see them what, going what needs Sean to Slater be there. undergirding? What needs to undergird that even more so? And I'm thinking based on Jalen Hurts' skill set is, I think their defense is meant, is was in need more so than their offensive players. Yeah. And, and so I think that's an an excellent pick if that's your pick. You yeah, know. no, that's that's gonna be the. I, I don't see them passing up on Michael Parsons. Now, if they do pass up on, this is what I meant by I could see them in the later teens, like because I don't Fair. see the next few picks of somebody grabbing a linebacker. But with Philadelphia, I think they're a wild card pick technically. You know, I know we you put Michael Parsons in there, kind of something like the Giants one. Giants might take him. I don't know, but I don't think they will. Yeah. You know, I'm just. I'm I mean, ba- I think even Dallas could end up taking him, but I do think that. Right. I, I I just think that Dallas knows what they need, and they've got the, the second best prospect, which is was, their number one need. Which is what I'm saying. We can go even back as far as D- Denver. True. Yeah. You know that's what you know. What I'm saying Michael Parsons should be going as high as four, technically. Atlanta should realistically, take realistically, going back full circle, we were oh, talking about Atlanta. Yeah. That's where he's supposed to be getting drafted. You know, no, we're gonna go with Kyle Pitts. This is why y'all Atlanta, exactly. You know, <laughs> ridiculous. So That's yeah, hilarious. 
<laughs> moving on. So I mean, I'm I'm not in I'm not in dispute with Philadelphia because at this point. Michael Parsons falls to yeah. That's what I was saying. <laughs> trading I think he's back actually technically him. falling at this point because he should be in the top ten. Yeah, it was um, just kind of like yeah, I don't see. <laughs> I, I can see just you know Philadelphia. Oh no, let's go get a quarterback. I mean, no, no, let's go get a, a wide receiver. You know, like really. But it's, the you reason why I don't see them year. doing a, a wide receiver is because you'd have to do a huge overreach to at go this get point. Rashad Bateman. Right at this point, it's like you got too many other needs and players. That... And I don't see them trading down again because that that'll just create an uproar because they they're the, the fans are already pissed that they traded down once uh, with with. Uh, with Miami because they thought they were getting Jamar Chase. They thought they were getting Devontae Smith or even a Kyle Pitts if he falls to them at six. Um, so, so if there was a six, let's just speculate. If there was a six, there was no chance of them getting a quarterback? I still I don't think that they would have went quarterback. Cause the, the way that the organization is talking, they are 100% in on – and I know this is misinformation season. I get that. But this is even before kind of misinformation season started. This is once uh, – once they ended up trading away uh, Carson Wentz, they were they were talking about how how a hundred percent in they are on J- uh, Jalen Hurts, and I'm just like, I don't see it to me anyway. I would go with a quarterback, somebody th- that I could take there if if, if uh, Justin Fields was available. I think he's a I think he's a better version of uh, Jalen Hurts, um, so I, I think that that would be the best option there. But to me, Philadelphia isn't isn't in that mindset. They're they're in a mindset where, hey, we've traded away Carson Wentz. We're going to get a first-round pick for him next year if they make it to the playoffs or if he pays like, 75% of the snaps or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, so we're, we're going to get a pretty high pick from him. If, even if he doesn't, we're still going to need a number two for him. So that's still a really good value. Um, but we're also looking at Jalen Hurts as our number one guy. We need to build around him. Um, so let's make sure we have the best team around him that we can. And the best way of doing that at, at number 12 anyway, or even if they were at six would have been to go get, if it was at six, it would be go get an offensive threat weapon. So mm-hmm. either Kyle Pitts is going to be available if uh, Atlanta goes quarterback or Jamar Chase is going to be sitting there like, uh, Miami already took him mm-hmm. in, in our, our, in our mock here. So that's where I was at with them. They're kind of in the same position position that Miami's in Mm -hmm. you've got a quarterback we got to figure out what we're going to do with them at six anyway let's give them an offensive threat weapon at 12 let's go fix our defense to make sure that we have the best defense possible as it stands right now okay that that makes perfect sense they trading out of the offensive game yeah position get it acquire another pick or two plus they got Jalen Rager last year and I think this is kind of a flip-flop from what Miami and uh Philadelphia were kind of looking at like Oh, you guys are in real need of defense. We're in real need of offense. Let's flip these picks. You give up something extra. Boom, bada bang, right. bada boom. We got it all done. Like we got to figure it out. Hell, to get Michael Parsons just in, in an extra pick, I'm like, yeah, that, that damn near won the draft. I <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, and that arguably, I mean, and, and that's kind of interesting to say because a lot of people are upset with them going with probably defense here, but mm-hmm. I think it would be the smart thing to do, and I think this would be actually a home run for them because they got a guy that fell exactly and I, I don't think any offensive player at this juncture right now based on this scenario outside of Rashawn slater what off i'm telling you like offensive skill player yeah would would would, would justify yeah, exactly. this pick? you know yeah because there's no i don't i don't think a running back's going in the first round at all plus all the wide receiver the only tight end that's worth taking in the first round is kyle pitts 
And the next wide receiver available again is Rashad Bateman, which right. not to knock him. I think he's a great prospect. I just don't think he's not a top 12 prospect. Right. <laughs> and it's one of those, again, you know, we, you know, we do the fantasy snake draft. It's just like, Hey, he's, his ADP is not quite this high, no. you know, and it's, there's a lot of other value here. And if you got other needs, which all of these teams do, consensus is go that direction unless you just really want the guy you want. And that's fine. But but I don't think the guy unlikely. you want is Rashad Bateman. Right. And point, I think that's so, highly yeah. unlikely. I don't think you traded back just to get him. Yeah. Like, hell, you should you could have traded back even further. And got more picks. If that's what you really want, you know. But with that being said, we just regret, you know, we yeah. just kind of moan over nonsense at this point. So I think Mike Parsons is a home run pick there for Philadelphia, and on the clock now will be the Los Angeles Chargers, and oh, that's your pick here. God. They've got an interesting pick here. Yeah, it's. I, I thought I was going to struggle with this pick, um, and then about five minutes into the my research, I'm like, oh, this is pretty yeah. simple. <laughs> Rashawn Slater. Yeah. I don't think there's <laughs> any way they're going anywhere else but Rashawn Slater here, especially if Rashawn Slater. If he's still there, yeah. as opposed to um, Penny Sewell be it. Either one. Yeah. Because Penny Sewell is my number two. I, like I said, he's right. not. it's not like Rashawn Slater is a well and above, far out above uh, Penny Sewell to me anyway. I just think he's got a little bit more versatility to him. And I think that's huge for the Chargers getting him because. You need to do whatever you can because they've already started trying to bolster that offensive line uh, by getting uh, a a couple of guys in free agency uh, to help protect Justin Herbert a little bit more. But getting another guy like Rashawn Slater who can really line up anywhere on the offensive line, that's going to just far and above be the best option for you. And I, I I love that pick for the, for the charges. That's, that's a home run pick for them. Yeah. It's, I mean, if they, if they wanted to go corner, I, I, mean, I can see that. I just don't yeah. think that makes, you know, considering that dude's still sitting there, that just doesn't make any sense at this point. They went corner. You're looking at what? J.C. Horn, Caleb and Farley? J.C. Horn's solid, but okay. I don't think he's as solid as, you know, Rashawn Slater. Yeah. And you definitely want to give more protection to protecting your asset and Justin Hubert. Because, you know, granted he had a, a stellar banner year. Yeah. You don't. We don't want a Joe Burrow situation in year two. So... For sure, with this guy. So uh, yeah, I think it's slam dunk. And at this point, Rashawn, if 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 he's not picked first as as an as an offensive tackle, he's obviously falling at this point. Yeah, you know. So here we go. And that's that's yeah. I think it's just we could just move on. (laughs) Well, now Minnesota is on the clock, and this is actually a really tough pick for me because they got a they've got a quite a few. Glad I didn't have fourteen. Yeah, this is a hard pick. I could just skip over this one. They've got and so. Christian Barrymore is the best defensive prospect, but they really aren't in need of just a solid interior defensive lineman. They're really looking for an edge rusher or to help fix their safety situation, which if they are going to go safety, Trevon Morig is there, but I feel like that's a little bit of an overreach. Hmm. Um, so to me, I think the the easy pick here would go Jalen Phillips. And I know he's kind of further down there on the ADP, but his actual talent, to hmm. me, again, I think he's the best edge rusher in this draft uh, out of Miami. And if you can go get a guy like that. Edge rushers are not being valued very high. Yeah, and I think that, and I, and I think this is kind of a smokescreen that's happening right now. I think mm-hmm. edge rushers are going to go a little bit higher than we initially had thought, uh, just because there that's are teams big. that need them, for sure, getting after the quarterback. 
I think Jalen Phillips over in uh, Minnesota, that's going to be a huge need that they fill. I know they could go with Christian Derrissaw uh, and, and go grab him uh, at the tackle position because mm-hmm. uh, they do need to get offensive line help and, and protect uh, uh, what's his name, Kirk Cousins over there and actually mm-hmm. uh, open up the field a little bit more for uh, Dalvin Cook. But, man, I, I think you're looking at a prospect in Jalen Phillips that is just too good to pass up uh, going – this far into the draft at this point. Uh, absolutely agree. Um, <clears throat> I mean, granted, if we wanted to address, you know, offensive linemen, but we really want to address that in, 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 in Minnesota. I think, I think they, there's a need in general. I don't think it's like a dire need, you know, yeah. which I think, yeah, I think the, the, the edge rusher becomes more of the value pick for them. Um, in the first round, granted, I think they're going to address all this in the draft collectively. But yeah, yeah. we're talking about for this first, first pick. Round. I, w- I I can see that 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 makes perfect sense. Um, that, those were our two reach picks anyway. So yeah. far, has been the edge rushers, you know. Um, I, so I I have, I have no <laughs> problem with that pick. That's actually pretty. That's actually impressive because I was looking like. Because I mean, I like, not yes, Chris, if Rashawn Slater was there, I would take Rashawn Slater as the as the offensive line prospect there. But right. it, since it's Christian Derrissaw, not to say Christian Derrissaw is a bad pickup at all. It's just I would rather go get the edge rusher over him at at fourteen anyway. Right. Yeah. So with the fifteenth pick in this draft, we've got New England on the clock now. Uh, their top needs being quarterback, wide receiver, and corner. Um, what are you What are you looking at here? Okay, so there's a lot of speculation and all this talk about what they need. Uh, Belichick this, Belichick that, <laughs> you know, yada yada yada. You Garoppolo over to to New England. You, you, you know, Cam Newton's been signed. Named her. I haven't heard Cam Newton's name in a month. Yeah, no. Like, is he even still on the roster? You know, like, <laughs> what in the hell is going on? So, no trades have happened. They haven't traded up. Denver has held suit. You know, has has stayed where they wanted. Then Dallas has stayed where they yep. were at. No one has been moving up. And here we are. Okay. <laughs> With this being said, Trey Lance is still sitting there. Trey Lance. Okay. 100%. I, I didn't even want to bring up a solo, some soliloquy trying to explain. <laughs> it, it's, it's obviously, if he's still sitting there, they're going to take the quarterback. And I think that works out really well for them because, again, this is a guy that you can sit for a year and you've got, uh, you want to still figure out what's going on with Cam Newton and whatnot. Um, so have let Cam Newton play this year mm-hmm. and sit Trey Lance. I that's a hu- that that'd be a huge pickup for them if they if they do stay at fifteen and he slides the way that we think he should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Trey Lance or that he will because uh, I do think Trey Lance should go number four overall. But uh, at the end of the exactly day, and which is gonna make tomorrow very interesting because they they ch- they only got to change one pick that just offsets everything. Like I said, Atlanta here. is where the draft really hinges on because Atlanta can really shake up how everybody else makes picks here. Right. And, man, I just think Trey Lance, we, we've already talked about it, and I've already explained it. I think he should go with Atlanta. But if he falls in the way that it might actually look like, I think this is a good spot for him. And going back to three, let's just say for whatever reason, um, um, San Francisco. The, 40, the 49ers, say they took Trey Lance instead of Mac Jones. Mac Jones will fall all the exactly. way to his 15th pick. This Nothing exactly will change would anything. Yeah. It, it, it would just be one or the other. And I yeah. just think they're going to go with Mac Jones. But yep. if they go with Trey Lance, Mac Jones is going to be going to New England. I think that's what the, yep. that's going to be the guy that's going to fall to the fit, to the 15th pick. Because yep. 
if Trey Lance is still sitting there, why wouldn't Mac Jones still be sitting there? You're like, all of a sudden, someone just moved up. and Oh, Mac Jones is now available. Okay, I yeah. guess that could happen. I just, I seriously doubt it will. All right, well, let's round out the first half of this. So it's the 16th pick with Arizona here. Um, they are in need of tight ends, defensive linemen, corner. Christian Barrymore <laughs> is still sitting here. I think this is a home run for them. They need him. He's going to really fit what they what they need uh, at this position. Mm-hmm. And just I know that they've they've really been hammering home how they've been just getting all of this off offensive talent and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Arizona picking up Christian Barrymore to tag along with JJ Watt uh, to try try to bolster their their uh, defensive line that that's going to be a huge home run for them. I, I really like that pick for them. That division is going. Nasty next year. <laughs> it's going to be disgusting, especially if San Francisco ends up with uh, uh, Justin Fields instead of Mac Jones. Man, <laughs> you telling no oh. part of that division? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, Mr. Wilson. Yeah, he, he's ready to get out of that yeah, division. You, you still want to stay here? You still want to be there one more year? Okay, uh, I guess. Yeah, no, I yeah the that division is kind of ridiculous to me. So I. I I, I am looking forward to seeing how that one plays out, and we'll get to that in our uh, mm-hmm. kind of preseason pre-shows for all these di- different divisions. Uh, that's going to be one that's going to have a fun conversation uh, yes. to have there. So uh, let's move on. Pick 17. Uh, Oakland Raiders are on the clock here. Uh, top needs uh, listed by PFF is going to be tackle, guard, corner, and safety. What do you got here? I don't have a whole lot because I was just kind of waiting to see how the board feel. Yeah. So I'm sitting here. I was been going over the last couple of minutes, but I'm just, I don't like Vegas in this spot. Cause Vegas is one of them weird drafting teams that just, I could see them getting a wide receiver right now. Just, <laughs> I mean, they, well, do, yeah. they, they do. So they, I don't say, I don't say they don't have bad drafts. They have weird drafts. Yeah. Like, like, cause I'm already questioning the Kenyon Drake signing. Okay, you already had a running back, you know, yeah. and they're very good on overdrafting their their positions, especially their skill positions. And that's even though it's not a need, they don't necessarily address a need in the first round. They'll address something else, yeah. Um, which I think is very valid. Now, it's trying to keep it, you know, um, trying to keep it conservative and in, in keeping it what should be conventional, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm not. I don't think I'm feeling the offensive line. Oh, okay. I just I'm I'm really not. I don't think that's what they're going to address. I think they're going to address something on the defensive end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think it's going to be um Trevon um Morick. You know. And so that that would be my pick. I think they're going to pick the safety. Um, yeah. They definitely need to boast up their defense. Um. Definitely, if they're trying to do anything to try to slow down Kansas City, they're gonna need yeah. all. I think that's where you want to go anyway. You yeah, know? no, so. that makes sense. I like that, and it is a need. They need defensive backs. Trayvon Morig, I think he's he's another really solid defensive back. I think maybe they might want to go with J.C. Horn to kind of match up with the number ones over there. But if you're just looking to keep everything in front of you, just don't let anything behind you. Trayvon Morig is a huge, huge help to that. Uh, I do think he's that's a very solid pick. At a TCU, uh, he's been playing some some solid football out there. So, man, I, I like that pick a lot. I mean, it could be J.C. Horn. I wouldn't be – I would I mean, just – if I, me grabbing which one, I think they're going to go for the safety. I don't, just, that's just me. I don't yeah. know. I don't, nothing – I mean, I think it's a thousand cornerbacks in here, and know? I think it also makes sense that they don't go with offensive tackle or, or any offensive lineman because 
they still don't even know who their quarterback is to, to, that they need to protect. <laughs> right. uh, so are they are they really all in with Derek Carr? It, ne- it never seems like uh, Chucky over there is is enamored with the guy that he has. The famous saying, his favorite quarterback is the next one. Uh, so, yeah, I don't right. think – I don't know what they're kind of looking at when, they, when it comes to the quarterback position. And I, I don't see them trading down out of this to try to go get one of these Kyle Trask or – Right. Um, uh, Davis Mills or anything like that. Um, so I, I think that they, I think I like that pick with Trayvon Lorig uh, going over to Oakland. Um, now Miami's back on the clock here at pick 18. They got their second pick in the, uh, in the first round here. Um, they need tackles, anything offensive line. And I, I do know they need edge threats or defensive linemen. I think this is where they do go with the offensive line. Christian Derrissaw slide sliding here. Definitely. Um, so, I think this really fits for them. Um, I know they could go with edge threats and continue to uh, bolster up their uh, defensive side of the ball, but I think once you get, uh, I mean, once you're kind of looking at the uh, Miami Dolphins, they're kind of focusing on making sure they figure out what they have with Tua. They've already got him a weapon in Jamar Chase in this draft, as it stands right now. Okay, let's go get him uh, uh, some protection as well uh, as much as we can. Let's bolster that up, and you're getting really good value with Christian Derisaw, uh out here. Um, so, pick 19. Now we got the Washington Football Team. Uh, they're trying to still figure out what their team name's going to be going into this season. Uh, I do know they've got they've I think they've started petitioning uh, for for different names and, and getting votes from their fans. But uh, as it stands right now, it's still the football team. So at 19, where do you see them going? Uh, I think they did so much in the in in free agency. It's interesting what they say their needs are. Like they said, we still need a quarterback. You just signed a quarterback. Yeah, but you got Ryan Fitzpatrick. You need you need a quarterback of the future. I think that's what they're saying there. Yeah, at this state, at this point, I, I you know I guess I'm looking at it just from a around one standpoint. Yeah, like, this shouldn't be the first thing on your board. We addressing you really addressing a quarterback at at eight at the at the nineteenth. Well, I don't think. Well, if Mac Jones falls to him, possibly, yeah. I get that, but I mean, really, is Mac Jones going to pass? Going to fall past New England? Like the, the I don't think they do. But I mean, uh, that is the, the question. If Mac Jones does fall to New England, are they even in love with him in, enough to take him? True. Uh, yeah. Well, if, I guess that remains to be seen. Had that if that happens, that'll be something to look for tomorrow. Because I mean, it draft. wouldn't shock me if they didn't go quarterback. Because it's been how long since? New England's taking a first round court. I know they've had Tom Brady for twenty freaking years, Whatever. but <laughs> I don't, we don't even remember. It's been yeah. a long time, so it's. But again, not something that they needed to address. Now, the the scenario we brought up is basically, you know, Trey Lance fail to to New England. It's not like they went after him. Yeah. Just he was just sitting there. But that's what, which again, which which should make this interesting. I don't think they're going to get a quarterback, so I'm going to take that out of, of yeah. consideration. Do they really go out there and grab a Rashad Bateman? They could. I just don't see it. Not at nineteen. I, yeah, I, just, I don't see it. And damn sure they're not going to address a tight end in the first round. So use your tackle and a, linebacker. A linebacker. And yeah, and I don't think it's going to be a tackle either. <laughs> I, so Jeremiah Owusu Koromora. Yeah, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I knew you were going to get that one. I out. was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Alphabet yeah. over here. Yeah. No, I, I like that pick. I think that addressing the defense is probably the smartest thing for them uh, with this pick, value-wise anyway, mm-hmm. um, because 
yeah, like you said, quarterback, you're not going down to trade for like a Kyle Trask or uh, get uh, Davis Mills or something like that. Um, and tight end wise, again, there's no first round tight ends outside of uh, Kyle Pitts. Tackle, I mean, they could go with Elijah Vera Tucker. I do see that as a possibility there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, if they did want to go with Rashad Bateman, I wouldn't knock it per se, but I just think with. I don't. I don't think that puts you over the top the way that they're looking. I mean, you just won the division last year. You're running it back now with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. Let you could go get him another weapon, but to me, let's go get our actual quarterback first before we go get more weapons. Right. Um. So I, I could see why they would pass him up, and and but I I could see them either going with Jeremiah uh Abusu Koromora here. Or they could go with Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, those are my two options there. Mm-hmm. And whoever doesn't go there is going to go to Chicago. Uh, I think Elijah Vera Tucker is the what Chicago should want here. Hmm. Um, Interesting. At tackle. Um, I don't think that they go with Rashad Bateman because, I mean, we still don't know who our quarterback is. I mean, I know we're all saying we're all in on uh Andy know. Dalton. I don't know about the Bateman thing. I think that there's a I think there's a possibility. I, there is a possibility, but I just I don't see Chicago going with with at the the value of taking Rashad Bateman over the value of taking Eli- Elijah Vera Tucker. Elijah Vera right. Tucker if he falls to you here. Right. You need tackle our offensive line has been dismal. So yeah. Chicago really needs to fix that cuz that that doesn't only help out Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. That also severely helps out uh, uh, David Montgomery. Right. Um, so I think that that's going to be the real reason why they should go with offensive line. Now, if Elijah Vera Tucker isn't there, then I would say Rashad Bateman is more in play now. But even with that, I wouldn't want I, I if I'm Chicago, I wouldn't want Rashad Bateman here because uh, I could also go get J.C. Hort or Greg Newsom if I if I could. J.C. Hort was my next pick. It would to me. I would want Greg Newsom again. A lot of people are kind of sleeping on these Northwestern defensive guys, in my opinion. No, it's not even a homer pick for me. It's because Northwestern, actually quiet as cat, had the number one defense in the NCAA last year. I know it's COVID season and all that, but still, they're playing against pretty solid talent, and they're the number one defense in all of the NCAA. Mm -hmm. Greg Newsom was a huge part of that. I think that would be a home run pick for them as well. So it's to me, Chicago should either be looking at Elijah Vera Tucker or Greg Newsom and leave it at that. And your pick would be uh, my, as it stands right now, is Elijah Vera Tucker because uh, offensive line help is bigger to me uh, what they need than uh, defensive back. I know defensive back is a huge question mark, but our defense as a whole is pretty solid. Um, so I, I think that they can kind of get away with another year. Uh, passing on the the defensive back in the first round, and you can also address this later in the in the draft as well. Well, since you want to keep passing up on this guy, this <laughs> is where Indianapolis will not it will is where the buck stops here. Um, and I believe they're going to go offense because okay. I think they're going to start giving you know, um, Mister 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 um, come on, give me give Carson me, Wentz. Wentz. <laughs> Mr. Wentz over here, you know, as much weapons as possible. And uh, it was already talks well before the draft, and I'm just bolstering up the offense in general anyway. And I think they're going to go receiver at this point. I think this is where Rashad Bateman gets grabbed. Um, Now, they could completely go a different direction. They could grab something on the defensive end. Wouldn't even be opposed to that. Just I mean, yeah, Jason Jason Owe is available, and they need an edge, edge, edge threat there. Uh, mm-hmm. if they want to go corner. You still got again J.C. Horn, Greg Newsom, K. 
Caleb Farley are all still available exactly. here. Exactly. So there's definitely options there. Tackle, Walker Little still available. Like, man, they can go really any direction. Uh, you said the buck stops here. Uh, it wouldn't have fallen too much further because I would have taken him with Tennessee. Right. I just, <laughs> so, it was just getting to that point. Like, okay, he's, somebody's about to go in and grab yeah. the guy. So, he's, he's going, but I, just think, I thought it was going to be a little, just one pick later. Um, no, but I like <laughs> Rashad Bateman. I think that's a smart smart pick for, for Indianapolis because they 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 need to figure out if they can get it done with, with Carson Wentz. Give him all the weapons that you mm-hmm. need that he that he needs. Um and that that's a home run pick to me. Uh if it's not him, uh I mean you've got other guys available. Uh, Terrence Marshall maybe. Uh but I, I think Rashad Bateman is definitely the best available here and he's he's should be uh the the highest pick. I mean they got Elijah Moore but yeah. I mean I just don't think they're gonna go with that guy. I like Terrence Marshall more than I like Elijah Moore, in all honesty. Uh, but I mean, if you do go with Elijah Moore, I mean, hey, you could get some some talent out of that. So, and they play in a dome, so fair. That is fair. Could could yeah. I, and I'm I'm very big on these southern guys coming up north, you know, type of thing. Like mm, some of these guys, I'm not defending you. Yeah, you, you big USC guy coming over here to Buffalo. Well, that'll uh, be huge for Rashad Bateman. He's playing playing in. TCF all this time, and now he gets to play in a dome half the year. He's gonna like that. (laughs) Man, talking about normal fair weather, fair weather conditions half the season. Anywhere from sixty-five to seventy. I don't have to. I don't have to bundle up. I don't have to weigh myself down anymore. All right, just put on my pads and that's it. I mean, come on, let's do this. You know, him and Michael Pittman just going off out there in Indianapolis. I know, because I mean, man, playing at TC TCF. I'm all he's like sick of that swirling winds. Didn't uh, Brett Favre get a concussion playing at TCF that one year? I got tackled so. by like Peanut Tillman and knocked him out. <laughs> yeah, and after hearing some of the nonsense he's been talking recently. Oh yeah, yeah, should have got knocked even harder. <laughs> moving on, yeah, uh, moving Tennessee on. is on the clock at pick twenty-two. <laughs> Uh, again, they need a wide receiver. They need offensive line help, but they also do need defensive back help. And I think this is where the buck stops with the with the uh, sliding of these defensive backs. To me, again, like I said, Greg Newsom is the next best one, so I'm going to take him here. But you I stole would not, my pick. <laughs> I would not be surprised if it's J.C. Horn right there, because uh, again, that that would fit. And I and I think Greg Newsom would in turn go next with uh, the Jets if that was the case, but. Uh, Actually, that's the, that's the I case. take that back. Or you're you're taking him there. Who you grab? I took J- Greg Newsom. Because Greg Newsom's off the board. J.C. Horn's going next. Okay, perfect. Just so we could just go back to back with this. <laughs> okay, perfect. So that that's that's where it is right there. Greg Newsom is going to Tennessee. The New York Jets grab uh, J.C. Horn with their second pick in the first round. And now Pittsburgh is now on the clock. Could really you believe J.C. Horn falls to twenty three? I can. I can see it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Someone is like, how are y'all this far down on the draft board? I'm at 23 popping champagne bottles right now. Like, <laughs> honestly, we stole the draft. Honestly, all of these guys that were in the playoffs last year, Pittsburgh, uh, Cleveland, Baltimore, New Orleans, Green Bay, Buffalo, the Bucks, all of these guys, you are getting extremely good talent in, in value out of these last picks here because of what's happening at the top of the draft. And I think that's going to be the story of this draft is how talent, <laughs> how much talent is going to fall. Like just starting talent can oh fall to these guys. Are you telling me that the Bears get the third best tackle oh. <laughs> at 20. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
Max, you got excited about that. And that's I I really hope that's the way it plays out because they really need it. I mean, outside of a corner, but yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. is they they need to either go with Elijah Vera Tucker if he falls to them, or go get this is where if Elijah Vera Tucker goes earlier, that means that we're getting Greg Newsom or J.C. Horn. So right, and they, he they're not going to fall as far. So that that would be the difference there. Yeah, I like I like that. I like this. I like what their potential selections are. That that any of the three tremendously help their team. A hundred percent. Uh, but now Pittsburgh's on the clock here. They are looking at quarterback possibly, uh, or they can go with the offensive line. I do think that they do go offensive line here. Um, and I'm taking the Stanford tackle Walker Little. Um, really? Yep. I, so you didn't you 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 ain't buying into the court the running back thing, huh? No, I I don't see I don't see it. I I mean, who at value wise, what running back are you taking this high? Value-wise, it will be uh, where you even is the best running back. They're saying Javante Williams is the best running back. Uh, That's what they're saying, but that's not who I would take. Najee Harris? Yes. I mean, to me, if you are going to go running back, I I don't think you go. fit for that team. I don't know if he may may necessarily be the highest prospect. Mm -hmm. I don't think. For what what they're looking for out of a running back, I think he fits best with Pittsburgh, but not, not saying that. My favorite running back, I think the guy that's going to be probably the best running back out of the the prospects that come out of the draft this year, it's going to be Travis Etienne. Which, and then Najee Harris would be my number two. Right. Travis Etienne, I think he just is so much more versatile. He can catch out of the backfield. He can he 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 can be the bang bang guy if you need him to, but he is really elusive as well. So he he can slip right past you if he if he needs to. So I I I, I, I don't really... think you can go wrong with either pick. Um, I mean, you were just asking me which one I think that it would be more suited. It, no, more suited. Which I think was more likely which one they would take out of the three. The, you know, the reason why I don't think Najee Harris fits better though is because you if you're having a bang bang guy, mm-hmm. you're looking at more of a power back. You need an offensive line that's going to plug up. That's going to open up a little bit of a hole there so you're only hitting mm-hmm. one guy they've lost a lot of offensive line talent this year uh in this in this free agency and it's gotten worse and worse so you i i would think that you would want to go with more of an elusive guy that can actually find his way outside of the backfield mm-hmm. and then be able to make a play out in the open space um and then that also gives them a little bit of an extra uh dynamic part part of their offense as well as just another guy that they can throw the ball to because uh, right. I know you got uh, Juju Smith Schuster, uh, and, and you got uh, Claypool over there, and, and uh, Johnson as well. But you need you're gonna need another guy because I mean not many people are gonna be there, there's no, there's gonna be one double team on Juju Smith Schuster, single out the other two guys, and then you're, you're gonna be lined up with a linebacker. If you can get a speed guy like Travis Etienne, who can actually break away from a linebacker out in the middle of the field. I like that a lot more than uh, just having a guy that can run it straight up the middle. But I don't even think that that's the case for Pittsburgh because I do think that they will go with the offensive line uh, to help protect uh, Ben Roethlisberger in his hopefully final season. Jesus, I don't think that they should be – I don't even think – I think he should have retired this past season uh, after this season had just uh, wrapped up, but 
they're running it back again with him. So I think they got to protect him. Yeah. Now Jacksonville is on the clock uh, with their second pick. A lot of second picks here. Right. Uh, Jacksonville traded with uh, the Rams. Uh, I think this is with the uh, what's his name, uh, the cornerback that's out with the Rams now. Uh, they they traded. This is where they got this second pick from. Um, so they're on the clock. This is your pick here. They've got quarterback, tight end, tackle, safety. Which direction are we going here? Um, hmm. I was looking at looking at what was left on the board, and yeah, they need to address you know something in the defensive backfield. Um, he's sitting there showing a need of a tight end. That's not gonna happen this year. No, and which leaves you know a tackle. You know, um, I'm leaning. The direction I'm leaning in is um two guys here, but. There's a Tevin Jenkins and Dylan Redens and yeah and Dylan Red Redens and uh, it's almost a potato potato and this is their second pick of the of the first round so uh, at this point I think they're just going to take um, just the best available um, so I'm I'm leaning at this point just based on need and protection of your your number one draft pick which. Makes a lot of sense. I think Tevin Jenkins. Is Tevin the Jenkins. Okay. That would be where I would go. Now they left a lot of stuff on the board. Yeah, I was gonna say you could have gone with Jason Oway here, which would have been huge for them. Could have gone Caleb Farley replace. Uh, that's what I mean. It's just like I think they can use all of these guys. Yeah. Technically, it's just okay. You can with, give a with, weapon to him, but, for him to throw to with right, Elijah Moore. But considering <laughs> that they didn't really address protecting him, I'm like, I think this would make sense as a second first round pick to, yeah. for them to just go ahead and just, now we're going to give you the guy that's going to help protect you. As no, well. I like it. Uh, I mean, and, and if Pittsburgh does go the other direction and go with the running back, then yes, I think that's where he would end up going. Walker Little could fall to Jacksonville at that point. Exactly. Um, so Exactly. Yeah. Now, Cleveland's on the clock at pick 26. Uh, they need everything on the defensive side of the ball except for corners, um, and this is where I think the slide for Jason Owe stops. Uh, I think he goes here, uh, or whatever best available edge rusher is there, whether mm -hmm. it's Jalen Phillips or maybe even Pay is available at this point. It, we don't know. Right. Aziza uh, Ojolari is available at this point as well. He could go here. I just think Jason Owe brings a little bit more, and that's why I'm picking him here uh, over Aziza Ojolari. So um, that's where it's where I think I think they're definitely going with an edge rusher here. I, I, I don't think that they're trying to go defensive line. I, I don't think there there's no defensive line that's going defensive lineman that's going to be available here. The only guy that would be is Christian Barrymore, but again, I don't think there's any way he slides past Arizona. Um, right. And then what else do they need? Linebacker. And they just got Javavian Clowney. Exactly. So they so. kind of addressed that. Up. I mean, you can grab another one, but do you need to address it in the first round? Again, no. So I think that that's definitely where they go. And I think I think Jason Owe is going to bring, bring a lot more than – because I guess you could say that um, – Clowney is an edge rusher, but I see him more as a linebacker, mm -hmm. um, which I think he he'd be fantastic in that role. And you could actually flip flop Jason Owe there too. You know he is listed as an edge rusher, but he is technically a linebacker. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um. Now, 
Pick 27 of Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. This is their original one. They do have another one coming up, uh, but this is their first pick. Uh, where do you see them going? Um, well, it, it would only make sense that they are going to get a receiver at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, they got Sammy Watkins, but I think that was just one of many steps. But I think they, I believe that's what they're going to want to address, especially with these two first-round picks. Now, the fact that they got that second one after trading Orlando Brown, it, it just making me wonder, okay, you, are they going out the wide receiver first or second? At this point in waiting this long, I think that that second first-round pick is just helping them bolster up whatever they're trying to deal with. But I think this first pick that they're getting in the first round is going to address the need that they need most, which would be a receiver, as opposed to waiting a few picks to do it again. Yeah. Um, Granted, at this Especially point, they because could... oh, go ahead. Well, the reason why I would say that's the case too is because the two picks right after it, they they specifically do need that as well. Uh, the Saints and the Green Bay Packers especially yes. need uh, so wide receiver talent. Might want to get your guy <laughs> at yeah. this point. Um, but with that, I believe the direction that they're going to go will be Terrence Marshall Jr. Uh, same here. Uh, I like Terrence Marshall a little bit more than Elijah. Elijah Moore here, and I just think he fits within that offense a little bit more. Hopefully, he can be their new number one. Right. Just be able to take that over. Uh, I still think, even with the Terrence Marshall signing uh, in in the in the draft pick here, man, they if that doesn't work out, there's I think next year, it's put up or shut up for their GM or their their organization here because you need to figure out how to get him another weapon. Right. Uh, or hey. Go draft or go trade for Tulio Jones at some point. Uh, that might, may be another option for them as well. Uh, but I like the pick with Terrence Marshall here, uh, especially specifically uh, targeting that need that they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Saints being on the clock with Terrence Marshall gone, um, I, I don't know if they go Elijah Moore here. I think that they would probably want to fix this defense a little bit more. And I think the this, this slide for Caleb Farley stops here. Okay. Um, and I think that they go ahead and pick that cornerback up, uh, help bolster the defense a little bit more, uh, and stop the bleeding so that they don't have to get into these shootouts uh, as much with now these two, uh, two guys who really haven't really been a part of these shootouts as, as much. I mean, obviously, um, Jameis Winston has been a part of these shootouts, but he's uh, he's actually been the reason why the shootouts began anyway with that thirty for thirty two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hey, I think that this helps the Saints just be able to go out, play the offense that they want to, and not have to overdo it, uh, so that they can just kind of stay in the game defensively and, and let the offense kind of figure it out as it, as they go. And I thought she was gonna take the bait and go grab an offensive player, but I can see, I <laughs> I, just, I can really see um, New Orleans looking at that defense and they're, I mean. Any offensive player would just be just another piece or an extra weapon to have yep. over there. They're pretty deep on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't think it's that greatest need. So, but when it comes to that, to continuing to keep their defense stellar and 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 in contention and is one of these top top half of the league defenses. Yeah, I think a Caleb Farley makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right. Well, on the clock now is pick twenty nine. The Green Bay Packers. Uh, again, another team that needs another wide receiver, or they can go defense, linebacker, cornerback. They literally are the exact same team <laughs> as the Saints as it stands right now, except for the fact that they have their quarterback figured out. Well, 
considering that they kind of mucked it up last year in the in the draft, um, in the efforts to try to fix it, I you know I, I could I can definitely see Green Bay coming back for an encore and going after another quarterback to replace the quarterback <laughs> that they already tried to get. To, to, you know, like we're gonna give you the right replacement this year. Yeah. No, I'm kidding, people. <laughs> but Kyle Trask. Jesus Carl, Kyle Trask. <laughs> exactly. The guy who was throwing the Kyle Pitts. No. Yeah. Yeah. So no, they won't go quarterback. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um. It's seemingly they will go wide receiver, but I can literally make a case that they will go defense. Yeah. Um, I'm almost wanting to lean toward it that way, but I t- seriously, man, y'all need a wide receiver. <laughs> I'm just, just because of that alone, and it's just been, it, I don't know why they seem to dance around this. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. I think this is where, you know, finally. Come on. Easy. In my opinion, I actually think that Green Bay doesn't go that way, and I think they go with the linebacker. See, that's what I, you know, and I and think I, that I, they I w- either reach for Aziz Ojolare and get a pass rusher. They could go Nick Bolton, but I don't think they like the kid out of Missouri, so I think they actually go with the kid out of Tulsa and Zayvon Collins. Hmm. Interesting. But I I, 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 I get what you. I get where you're coming from. And I think it's just because I don't think that they see the value in Elijah Moore as much as like the guys at the top of the draft. But they do need to figure out the number two uh, wide receiver, and I think True. Elijah Moore could be that for sure. Truth uh, be told, I could see them trading out of this pick. True. At some point, they could do that as well. I could see them actually also trading up again. Hmm. So th- there's a lot of different. Uh, kind of situations that we can find Green Bay in next season or right. tomorrow night anyway uh with, with this draft so but Buffalo is on the clock now um they need defensive help for sure uh at pick 30 here I think they're going with Aziz Ojolari here uh, I know cornerback is a need uh but you've got a, a an edge rusher out of Georgia with with Aziz Ojolari here He's just been sitting here, kind of been staring them in the face. I think they could possibly end up trading up for him uh, or one of these other guys, maybe if they want to go get a Jalen Phillips or something like that, uh, if he does end up falling a little bit further, Jason Owe. Um, but I, I think Aziz Ojolari goes here. Maybe um, I ain't doing my my due diligence of what Buffalo needs are. I don't know what you seen last year, but I know what I seen. Why isn't running back on this list? Like who do they have that's in fair. the backfield? Literally, I'm and I'm not saying that maybe that's not their number one need. However, the dismal run game that they had last year would I, I just, would question that. I would think I, I understand what you're saying, but I think that you can address that later in this draft. I think that the talent on the defense at this point is just too good to pass up. Pause there. Put a pause in there. What you're saying, I agree. Man, let me say a little for what I'm. Let me say it a little clearer then. Um, they don't have a running back. <laughs> Let me be very clear. It's not like, oh, they still have such and such over there. Yeah. I don't even want to say these people's names because they're not. Wor- I don't. I think Zach Moss and and and, and Devin Singletary, y'all are trash. I'm sorry. You, you, they need someone else. They need to take the page of what Indianapolis did last year. Yeah. You you, you know they they got this formula right. You all don't. You all need running back help. <laughs> I know that y'all don't value running backs, but this is when you need to value a running back when you don't yeah. have one. No, and, and I and I, I do agree with you, but to me, I think they can go do that in the second round. Then they're gonna get some crappy. They're gonna get another Zach Moss. 
and they're gonna get another Devin Singer. I don't I don't think these yeah. top three guys are. I think those are. But so any of those wait. three are better than what they got now. After that. It could be questioned whether or not a rookie running back could come in and actually, you know. Say Travis Etienne is here. Say Najee Harris is here. Whoever, if Pittsburgh does go with a running back and they, they take one off the board, whichever one is available, I'm sorry, but I have to take Aziz Ozolari over whatever running back is available, whether it's Najee Harris or if it's Travis Etienne. I think Aziz Ozolari, he just has so much talent to give on that. On the, on the defensive side of the ball that I you just can't pass him up here. Especially because you need an edge rusher still. And I know you need a running back for 100%, but oh, yeah. I feel like you can address that later I in the draft. see Buffalo get any stronger. That's, <laughs> that's what it really comes down to. I, I think it's hard for you, too, because you also have to – Kansas City fan, you, you also have to pick for yeah. Baltimore. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm picking two to back-to-back picks. You know? I'm like, these are, these are, these are threats. I'm like, man, why am I picking these people? You get to hit Miami, <laughs> Philadelphia. Like, I'm like, ain't it? They don't even have rivals, you know. Like, come on, <laughs> at all. So, uh, so uh, moving on. Kansas so, City. I mean, sorry, not Kansas City. Kansas City's pick is on the clock, but that is Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. Uh, who Orlando just Brown traded. has just got picked. Yeah, Orlando <laughs> Brown has been picked. Yes. Uh, okay. Which I could actually see them replacing Orlando Brown with a tackle here, but. It's up to you. So, yeah. see, this is where I can see a Rondale Moore getting picked. No, I'm kidding. No, two wide Jesus. receivers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> they could get a second wide receiver. I just, they, I don't think they will. I didn't but, see he was still on the board. But taking a page out of what you were saying a little bit earlier. It's showing that they need an edge rusher. I think I'm going to go. I think this is where I'm going to go a little bit on a limb. Because I think they're going to go defense. Okay. There's a, there's a defensive guy on the board that I'm looking at right now that I think that they if he's available at 31, that's a home run pick for them. I'm not going to say who it is. But I'm going to let you make the pick, and then I'll let you know who I think they should go with. That's fine. Um, but for what I'm looking at, uh, I think they're gonna go Nick Bolton. Okay, I think they're gonna go with this linebacker. I, I you know, I'm not saying that they, they this doesn't necessarily show that they need it, but this is Baltimore, and Baltimore doesn't do anything else. They they keep their defenses intact, and if it just needs, it may not be their greatest need, but considering, I think they can address some of these other positions in other rounds. Yeah, where they're just taking the value pick of. They may not even go with linebacker. I'm just, but this is just kind of me looking at. I don't think they're necessarily going to just. We're gonna go for edge rusher. We're getting. We're gonna address that in the first round. I don't think they're gonna address that in the first round. I, just, I think with Gregory Russo sitting there, think so. They possibly could. I like Greg. He's the other part of the tandem that they had out there in Miami with uh, Jalen Phillips. I've seen him, and I was just like, eh, maybe. But I, I just, I don't know if they figure that you know we can get it. We can get we can get another edge rush after that, you know. I mean, you got Ronnie Perkins and um, uh, there's a couple more people out here. 
Yeah, and, and I and I, I get what you're saying. Uh, Carlos Bashman is still Peyton out there. Peyton Turner, yeah. you know, which, which I respect, but I think uh, I like Gregory Russo a lot. Wherever he goes, he's going to be another guy that's going to be impactful. He's not going to be as impactful as Jalen Phillips, in my opinion, but he is still right there. Like I, I think he's definitely going to bring some some much needed depth to whoever has a kind of revolving door at that mm-hmm. defensive line position. Uh, so yeah, I, I like him, but uh, I, I think that would be a steal for them at 31 uh, if they, if they do end up going with them, but Nick Bolton as well. I, I think that that definitely will address some of the needs that they do have as well. Um, they could go tackle. They could go with Dylan Radons if they needed to, to kind of replace uh, um, Orlando Brown, if they wanted to, mm-hmm. which would make sense, especially because, uh, Dylan, I believe he did end up playing on the right side, uh, which uh, that that's what I think a lot of people are kind of freaking out about with Baltimore. I kind of went back and, and looked back at that trade. Orlando Brown isn't their left tackle, truly. Uh, whoever I forget who it is, but whoever is coming up uh, who's recovering from their injury, he's coming back up. He's their true left tackle. They really traded away their right tackle. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore did so, um, and I, I don't see them going at the tackle. I just I, in the first, I just don't. You know, I mean, if you're looking to continue to make sure that you have one of the best running games in the league, I could definitely see you going with Dylan Radon's here. Uh, I, I would, I wouldn't hate the pick at all. It, it would make sense to me. It, it fits. I mean, he's he's kind of highly touted uh, in in this uh, tackle kind of a lot of he's a part of that group of really solid tackles that are in this draft uh, with Tevin Jenkins, obviously Rashawn Slater, uh, Penny Sewell and them. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not as good as those two up at the top there, but he, he definitely does uh, bring some impact. He's, he's an impact player at, at, at the offensive line position anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see them going there, but I would rather them like if you're, if you're looking for a team to just really put themselves over the top, I think if they would, would go with Gregory Russo here, that would just kind of blow it out of the water for them with the first round. With going with the with the wide receiver with their first pick and mm-hmm. now this pick, that that would just they would be killing the draft at that point with, with those two picks. Gotcha. Um, but no, I, I like the Nick Bolton pick too. I mean, it fits a need. They need they need to fix parts of the defense and, as well. And the back of the, the back ends of these rounds, especially like the first rounds, tend to get a little bit more conservative. Yeah. And it's picks. not always needed. So it's a lot of the time they're going right. with best available just to, hey, let's exactly. continue to fix the positions that we can. It's more based on that alone. Yeah. This possibly Nick Bolton could be going mid middle of the second round, as far as I know. I don't know. But yeah. you know, hell, he could be going the middle of the first round. We we just don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, to round things out here, uh, we've got the Buccaneers back on the clock here. Um, and they've returned. This is what I want to talk about earlier uh, outside of their their uniform choices. They actually ended up returning all of their starters already before they made the signing that they did earlier this morning. Uh, But they got all 11 starters on offense and defense returning back. Plus, now they've got back also Antonio Brown. He just re-signed a one-year $6.25 million contract for this year. WTF. How? Where where is this money coming from? How do they keep pulling this? It's like a it's like that um that clown trick where they got the handkerchief and it just keeps coming out out of the pocket. Just like how, where is this money coming from? They got an endless supply. Like there is a hard cap in this league. I just don't see how they they were able know. to figure it out. How did they get all these numbers under? You still haven't even signed any rookies yet. No, and they they do and have enough still they... under the cap some kind of way. Like. <laughs> 
It's insane. Is, is the, uh, do I dare say collusion somewhere in this? Like <laughs> hey, it's Tom Brady. Collusion always falls Tom Brady. Something, I'm saying I'm this ain't this is even apart from that. Something just seems a little off about this is the only friend a Man. Super Bowl winning team that was able to bring everybody back. Everybody has never been done in the history of the NFL. Ever. What the hell? How did I'm still asking how was this even possible? Like who I really need to need to need to see the list of who took pay cuts and how much that added up to because I'm not seeing it at all. Yeah, it just it doesn't add up to me and I I I've, I was shocked when I saw it this morning. I was I was almost certain that Baltimore was actually going to end up with Antonio Brown matching him up with his cousin uh, Hollywood Brown. Mhm. And actually having a number one receiver out there, uh, along with Sammy Watkins being the number three and and whatnot, I think that that would have been a huge splash for them. But man, Antonio Brown f- kind of he he was putting out the the information like, hey, I I'd, I'd like to come back, like please, like I'm getting these offers from elsewhere. I think he was kind of putting that up as a smokescreen because mm-hmm. he really wanted to play back in uh, Tampa again with Tom Brady, and he was just like. I have other offers. I might take them. Like, you guys, please just give me something, just any any contract. Just put it on the table, and I'll sign it. And that's exactly what looks like it just happened here. And I'm just like, wow, they got everybody yeah, back. Three million dollars. It's insane. But Tampa is on the clock, and they will finish out the first round of the NFL draft. I find that amazing that Kansas City bombed on this one again. Not that they did anything wrong, but there was talks about them. Getting possibly, him. possibly getting him, you know, and then it, 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 nothing else. I heard nothing after that. I just think Tampa, there's something in the water out there that makes them just enamored with them. They got shot with Cupid, Cupid's arrow there, and they, they're just any anybody who played there just just wants to stay. I don't know what it is, but the it doesn't hurt to be in Florida. It does not. Jeez, they 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 really figured it out. They got the secret sauce out there, uh, but. For them, they, they their needs are to find the predecessor of Tom Brady, um, or they go to go defense here, uh, finish out uh, bolstering that defensive line, uh, go cover something on the back end here. Um, I could see them going with Gregory Russo if he's available at this spot. I know they don't technically need another edge rusher, but defensive lineman, I mean, obviously edge rusher is a part of that. I think that that, that, that could help. Mm-hmm. Um, with their defensive situation, I don't think that they go quarterback here. I, I, no, I don't think they're grabbing like Kyle Trask or Davis Mills or anything like that. Not at um, all. I, I think that Tampa Bay is a hundred percent in on Tom Brady this year. Uh, maybe they go get a veteran guy off the street for a year, um, to to back him up just in case Tom Brady goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they're trying to get the future. Um, so I mean, with Gregory Russo standing there, I really want to take him. But I think I gotta go with Asante Samuel because they need defensive backs. Um, hmm. So Asante Samuel Jr. I think he gets taken here. Just I know they need more safety mm-hmm. than corner, but in corner safety you can kind of interchange those Not two. Not feeling all the time. Elijah Molden. <laughs> no, I just I, I think that it just fits better with them going with a uh, Homer pick from Florida State. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. They could go with Elijah Moe. I don't care. No, no, no. I was just saying. I'm just, that's I mean, a very if, real thing, if you, though. And you definitely could go with the actual true safety. I just think Asante Samuel is better 
That's uh, fine. As a DB in general. And you, again, you don't have to play him at corner. And you, you can, can play him at And safety. you can address safety in another round. Yeah. It's not that they got to address this in the first round, but I, 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 I was curious as to what direction he was going. <laughs> I was just looking like, hmm, they can go any direction. I don't th- Look, well, you can bring your whole Super Bowl team back. <laughs> you don't have any needs. Don't, it doesn't you know matter. what I'm saying? This is house money. You pick who Who do you want to add to your team is all you're really saying at this point. It's not even addressing anything. We're just addressing that we have to be in this draft and we got some free picks. Yeah. Because this is literally, literally house money at this point. Like, So I was, yeah, I was very, I think that's a solid pick considering, <laughs> I mean, you got this homer. I mean, it, it's perfect. Yeah, I think it fits yeah, well, I mean, and I think it's it just I think that Asante Samuel he can play safety if you need him to. I mean, let's be real. By the end of the second round, or by the time they second round pick come back up, probably two safeties was taken off the board at that time yeah. anyway. So like, you just okay, we're just gonna get the guy we want, and then we can get we we'll get us another safety that's just as good as this guy. Yeah, you know, next round. So, uh, so okay, Asante Samuel. Well, that will round out our picks for the first round of this mock draft that we're doing here. Uh, next time you hear from us, we're probably doing a reaction show to all all three days of, of the NFL draft next week here. Um, so we'll definitely can't wait for that. I mean, are we doing a live recording at all during uh, the draft? Or? If we can handle it, I mean, because I mean, what, what is the first round? How many hours? Uh, it's probably two, two, three hours. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't care, but I mean, gonna do I mean, we could always. What I think we could do is just, I mean, this is us in real time trying to figure out what's happening tomorrow. <laughs> no, uh, I don't mind. I mean, really, I don't. You yeah, know, just, I would. I mean, I could. We could set something up in here, and we could discuss this off. Yeah, of course. So we'll figure it out. You might see over the weekend just kind of live reactions uh, getting put up if we do decide to do that. Otherwise, we'll do a formal sit down kind of after the dust settles on on Saturday. Uh, we'll we'll figure out what, all that situation as well. Uh, so you'll see something next week for sure. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can also be surprised if you see something over the weekend. Um, but with that being said, um, I think that yeah, this has been a fun for me. I, I've I've loved looking at all of these prospects. I know it was a little bit of a chore for you. <laughs> you don't it only watch became college fun football. last night. That <laughs> yeah, uh, leading up to this, not not so much. Yeah. Well, uh, but I think this is, I mean, this is kind of one of the biggest things happening in sports right now is all of these prospects that can be changing these NFL rosters uh, coming out here. It's just fun to just kind of see, speculate where they're going. And I just can't wait to watch this tomorrow. This is going to be so much fun. But Absolutely. I'm, now I'm ready to shift gears and become a spectator and just watch. And then get to look <laughs> at, the, let's just see how, you know, how off we really were, you know, and yeah. Maybe we don't know a, a damn thing about you know what it takes to go into a draft and what 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 these teams are really looking for. But then that could be you know a knock to well we only we only go off the information that's given to us you know and, and sometimes there's just not enough information. And then there's also the other thing is just what what go with your gut and what's in your, what what does your heart tell you you want to go with you know so subjectivity at its finest you know and with that that just that's what makes for tomorrow to be that much more exciting like because i can i'm just by pick three i can't wait like because that's where it's just it's going to kick off now because it's like okay let's see officially who y'all gonna yeah, get what is san but, francisco doing there yeah. right officially but then of course round pick four is where it's really about to just 
Yeah, all right. The draft is officially officially started now. Atlanta holds the card because we know San Francisco is going with a quarterback. Just right. a matter of which one. Uh, now, but Atlanta, they could go quarterback, they could go tight end, they could go wide receiver, they could go defense, they could trade. Like that is where the entire draft can definitely get, get busted wide open. Um, and that could just completely negate everything that we just did here. So, right. Uh, I, I'm excited. I can't wait. It, this is going to be, uh, I'm going to be anxiously waiting to see, uh, how these things play out. Um, oh, oh, oh just in these next 36 hours. I mean, there could be a ton of trades that happen overnight. Um, right. So, yeah, well, that's going to be it for us. Uh, I'm going to calm down a little bit, decompress a little bit before the draft starts. Uh, and, yeah, we just uh, thank you guys for listening. Let us know what you guys think down below about these picks and whatnot today. Um, and kind of even if you're hearing this after the draft has already started, uh, let us know how wrong we were uh, <laughs> and how uh, crazy these picks were. Uh, otherwise, uh, we will catch you guys next week and you guys uh, can have a good rest of your day. Have a good day and have a good week.